What's good, what's good, and we are back in line between sports and hate. Happy New Year's, and I'm glad to tell you guys season number two. And let me introduce you to episode 19. Jam-packed, almost three hours of sports talk. I had to hit you hard with the first episode of the year with a great banger. And we got a lot of talking about. In the first hour and a half, I got three new dudes coming on. I got Sean Butler from Houston, a.k.a. Sloyd. I got The Bachelor. Windy City, Chi-Town, Stand Up. Don Coquie, BX, 718. And right after that, you know I got grown man talk. Get put you in that New York state of mind. Bushwick, Stand Up. Brooklyn, Stand Up. Show love is the Brooklyn way. Hey, you know me, Charlie Brown, Harlem, all day, every day. And this is going to be a great episode. We're going to talk about the Warriors. Got to talk about the Warriors, because they just ain't fighting like Warriors. And you know we got to talk about the two L's, LeBron and the Lakers. And the Lakers, how are they doing as LeBron is recovering from his groin injury? And we'll be back soon. That man recovers faster than Goku taking the Sensu Bean. And you know we got to talk Blake Griffin, staying alive and well, playing awesome in Detroit. Careful, could be a sleeper in the East. I'm not saying they're going to the finals, but please be careful. And you know when I have grown men talk or me and Mr. Figaro, we got to give you some of that boxing love, you know what I'm saying? It ain't love until you take a hit in the face, I tell you that, you got to test the chin. And before I go and let you guys listen to this great episode, I got to give a shout out to everybody who's been consistent and been great and just giving my podcast so much so much love and first the soggy nachos that is a podcast these guys talk great about sports especially football i listen to them really about their their football talk is really good something i don't do too much on my podcast but um definitely in the future we'll get back on it but if you want to hear some real football talk check out soggy nachos podcast they also talk nba boxing gotta show some love to the dad challenge podcast if you got a family that you're a dad and you think you're funny listen to this guy he's hilarious and also under border gear i told you guys i would show you some love i like your page their gear is about basketball clothing but it's more in you know countries like malaysia africa you know sort of like Inspired by the air up there, <laughs> you know, with Kevin Bacon. I actually, you know, their clothing line is pretty cool, man. You, you got to show these guys some love. And South Central Texan 69, one of my favorite followers. This the year mom do do great, you know what I'm saying? And um, definitely check out her page. She's real cool, you know, always got something nice rolled up, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? But we're not going to talk about that right now. And please, guys, further ado, enjoy the episode. This is going to be a great one. I just want to thank you. Stay blessed. Keep listening. We're going to get better every episode. Charlie Brown, one love, and I'm out.
the fuck? 98. Ah! It's Hey yo, hey yo, regardless of rain right. or snow. Well, we are in this, ladies and gentlemen, people in the world. We are back. Another episode of Thin Live Between Sports and Hate. And I brought my homies with me this time, please. All the way from Houston. Please state your name, gangster. What's up, man? It's Sean, aka Sloyd Butler. That's what I'm talking about. And all the way from the Windy City, Shy Town's finest. Holla at me. Yo, it's your boy Batch, aka F Dot. And you know I got my New York homie with me. Please, Uptown, BX, state your name, 718. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's your boy, Louie, man. K, Mr. Don, you already know we out here. Yeah, we are in this today. Hey, you already know, the host with the most, 212, Chuck Brown, a.k.a. Triple Please, yo, let's talk about, let's tell these people how we know each other, first of all, before we get into these, these beautiful sports topics. Anybody, you know, we started off playing NBA 2K, uh, met off with Sloyd, aka aka Jimmy Butler, little brother, no relation. Man, I just want to win. That's how we met each other. We played on some losing teams, and we said, hey, we're going to get together and get some wins. And Sloyd, we're trying to the drill. We got it now. My son, yeah, we Sloyd, all met. Us, man. Sloyd introduced everybody here, man. We all, you know, we all came yeah, up 2K18, 2K18, that's crazy, y'all. PlayStation 4, man. We all, hey, our team we, undefeated on 19, too. Anybody want to pull up? Pull up. We blowing teams up. Oh, yeah. Come get this work on 2K19 Pro-Am all day. That's what we do. When we ain't on the podcast or making that grind 9 to 5, we handing them receipts uh, on NBA 2K19. Believe right. that. Believe that. But, yo, since we love to play basketball, it's only right that we love to watch it even more. And the basketball this season has been great. And first of all, happy New Year to the people out there, too. We got to let y'all know. Happy New Year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All-Star Weekend coming up soon. And we know a trade deadline is going to come up soon. And then it's the hunt hunt in March. Who's going to make it? Who's going to break it? Shit is getting good and gravy. But, you know, as usual, you can't have a sports show if you don't talk the two L's. Lakers. And LeBron. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's the LL without the cool J. So I figured, you know what I'm saying, let's just start it off right now. Um, as you know, LeBron has been hurt. And the Lakers so far without him, they're 1-4. But Kuzma has stepped up, as we can see, averaging 32 points a game. Uh, but the, the bright spot... Let me know if you guys agree with me or not. KCP is balling out of control. Can anybody uh, give me an amen on that? Amen. Yeah, I can give you one for that. Amen. He definitely calling. I want to give you an amen, though. He working on getting traded, too. He's he just showing up. Well, you know what? That's an interesting thing you say that because I actually believe he is a key trade bait if he keeps balling out like that. Even though a player like that, I will kind of keep. Um, to be real with you, you know, if it's not his name that's been floating around, it's been Ingram. You know what I'm saying? But uh now they need Ingram in there. Uh, yeah, you can't get rid of Ingram. I like I, I like Ingram. I like, I like he's, he's growing, he's growing, he's growing. He's I like Ingram. I he's like a, Ingram. He's a small version of Kevin Durant. You know, he's growing though. You know, he's he's connected to his shots, you know, he being more a little aggressive. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right this. Right now, before the season started, everybody was saying that was gonna be the number two man. I always thought it was gonna be Kuzma. Which Kuzma has shown now since LeBron's injury. Yeah. And somebody else besides him and KCP, Lonzo Ball is really orchestrating that offense very well. But, uh, you know, may not be shooting the free throws very good, shooting them as, as well as Ben Wallace. But the man is orchestrating that offense like no other. 
Rondo is hurt. He's and he plays great defense. People need to talk. I think about I think more. LeBron gave him a swagger back. I think that's what it is. Like him sitting down and then you know winning that game before he got injured. I think he gave him a swagger back. Like he wanted his young bulls to take off. He did the same thing with Kyrie. You got to let him take off eventually. Take him off the leash. You know, um, here's a little interesting fact. I was I was thinking of. They have so much talent, right? And they don't have a coach like Brad Stevens in um, Boston who knows how to work with young talent like that they, because they have a young coach who's inexperienced. I was thinking actually having LeBron play off the ball more when he does come back and let these guys get a little bit more shine because, you know what, he's going to need them in the playoffs. And um, they're – I mean – Listen, they beat Golden State without him, um, but they also showed their lack of any experience by getting blown, the, almost getting blown the hell out by the Knicks. Getting True. blown out, coming back, and actually losing the game to one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference, which is pretty bad. But that goes to show to me lack of inexperience because have they had more of the uh, ball in their hand? Because they were confused, like, who was the go-to guy? Hmm. All right, who's the go-to guy? You know, Ingram started taking shots like he was the go-to guy, but terrible shots, you know. But uh, tell me, guys, what you, what you think about LeBron role when he comes back with the Lakers? And, I mean, you got to think of, about why they signed LeBron anyway. You know what I'm saying? For leadership. He ain't really there to play ball. He, he there to show the young guys the way. Because the, they got the talent, like y'all say. They doing better without him, really, because they was lo- on the losing streak with him. They all won that. But, I mean, he's there for leadership. He's the captain, you know. I really ain't got too much input because he's a great player all around. Leadership sure. on the ball, off court. Oh, he the goat. You heard what he said. He the goat. <laughs> they got because Jordan got too. I mean, LeBron is you know trying to share the ball with them. You know, he is making moves. You know? He giving them knowledge. You know, oh, what I mean, yeah, to me, they so got one of the best players over there. Larry Nance Junior was one of the best players over there. You know what I'm saying? They they took him out. Well, you well you got to understand this. Larry Nance, one, I was more hungrier than Tristan Thompson because he didn't have that contract. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's get that straight. Larry Nance won the ball. And that boy looking for that contract. These young kids, this is a different team. I don't even think about Cleveland when I think of LeBron with the Lakers. It's a whole right. different atmosphere. Yeah, a, it is. Um, he doesn't have the shooters, um, what you call it, uh, different. You're in L.A. There's People don't understand that Cleveland and L.A., there's a huge, it's like a whole different world, like the old show back in the day. You know what I'm saying? It's a different world. You come to LA, the limelight, you got the squares, the stars everywhere, the walk of fame. You know, stars are showing up on a consistent. You're, you're on the opposite of a New York type you know, atmosphere. Right. So, it's better. It's it, just the environment know, make you want to play harder. You know, it, yeah, because you're in that limelight. And also, you know, yeah, one thing I will say, Father Time is definitely catching up. I'm actually shocked. This is LeBron's first real injury. This is crazy. Um, right. I, w- I want to ask you guys something. Trade deadline is definitely coming up soon. You think anybody's going to go? From the Lakers? Yeah. Uh, that's tough, man. Yeah, that's real tough. Floyd, because, let me let me know I mean, your thoughts. I, go, go ahead. I, 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 only reason why I, I, I feel the same way they're saying, but at the same time I don't. They got to trade somebody right now. It's not even that it's like a need for the team. If they don't see that they can make a move right now for somebody, go out to Bradley Bill. It's a lot of teams that need to get shaken up coming out of the uh, all-star break. Every time they look at a a great team, they go into the playoffs, great bills, they make a big trade right before the all-star break, whether that's a team that's above 500 or under. Somebody need to make a big move, whether it's the Lakers or anybody. But I feel like the Lakers got the most pieces to move. 
Okay, yeah, so they're gonna go after AD. I'll check this out. Okay, Heavy. I'll say okay. So this is what I'm thinking. If they do make a trade, who do what do they pick up? Defense or shooting? Because honestly, this is what I was they gotta thinking. get both. I they thought. Both. I thought. Um, well, they only. They right now. They can only get one because remember they still want to save some cap to try to sign somebody in the free agency that's happening this summer. Anyway, but I was also thinking that um, I thought somebody like a Trevor Ariza would have helped them out greatly because not only can he hit a spot up three pointer, but you got somebody that can play the perimeter um, defense, defense, and that and that would and that and that team needs defense to be badly more the scoring because. They can. They are beating teams, but the scores are going okay, one twelve to one oh eight. Like they're letting teams score just as much. You know, I watched that with the Sacramento games when they played them almost back to back. The first game they let them come back. Second game they won, but it was still by a few points, and they were up there. You know, in offense. So I'm thinking you need somebody like that. He and to me, it's the difference between him and the Jimmy Butler. Do you agree when it comes to that two way kind of player? Because I don't think Jimmy yeah, would fit on the I Lakers. Would, I, would, I would look at him like Jay Crowder. I was going to say the closest thing they had to try to make it a move. Now, listen, I, I'm with the Lakers right now. They're doing great. I actually think they can probably be, at the end of the season, possibly fourth seed in the West. I could say, you know, they could go to play but they ain't going to finish it. No, they definitely won't finish, but I definitely could see them being the fourth seed in the West finishing. What about you, Sloyd? I feel like if they come in their hottest, I don't know where they're going to finish it. If they come in under five, they're not finishing it. LeBron not going to be able to take that torture in the first two rounds from the teams in the West. They're playing like fast break most of the most teams. So, the young guys going to run, but it's going to be on LeBron to pull them through. We all know that. And his body is showing. The age is kicking in, like you said. Well, and you have a strong point right there. Imagine you had to play. I'm um, just saying it wouldn't happen. But, you know, you get a team like, let's just say, uh, Utah. Utah is scrappy. Let's say after you play Utah, you play um, you get past them. You play Oklahoma, you're in for a scrap. And if you oh, get past George, yeah. this year, he's going for but it. The way he's, he's playing right now is is even better than before the leg injury. And I thought that was his best. I said he. I, I said to myself, I don't think Paul George can ever go. I'm I, I'm was wrong. Not only did he come back, but even better. He's he's killing it this year. Um, also, kudos to Westbrook because Westbrook is giving up the ball. You know, so definitely shout yeah, out so to he, them. He, he found a perfect running mate. He found his best. They, they, yo, they, yeah, they, like the boy got killed. They get along. Uh, and if they have to, and let's say they get past Oklahoma and they have to face either Golden State or Houston in the WCF, that's that's going to be a hell of a feat for LeBron to do and then go into the finals. He's going to be drained, and with that lack of experience, I mean, listen, everybody knows with a basketball mind, this is not their year. You know, they're just getting, they're just gelling right now to see what works, what doesn't work. To be honest with you, I don't even think Luke Walton's going to be there next year. That's my feel on it. I think he's going they, next they, season. They, they, they need, they need a, a older type of coach. They need somebody with some playoff experience. Luke not going to get them young guys together. They don't respect him because you got to respect if you're a coach is a hooper, and now he's coaching. If you don't respect his game, you're not going to respect him coaching. We all know that as basketball players. Definitely. I agree with that. That's actually a very good point. Um, speaking of the West Coast, real quick, I want to get on the Warriors. Hmm. You know, um, a lot of people are saying that right now, because of Draymond's meltdown with Kevin Durant and the way he is playing, it's the reason why Golden State is having a meltdown. Um, 
I want to know what's your thoughts on that real quick. Do you solely blame Draymond? Because honestly, I don't. Uh, real quick, I want to throw in um, Clay Thompson since the 51 point game. Where has he been? You know, on the back of milk cartons and, and things like that. He's been missing real bad. Uh, but I want to know you guys' thoughts. You know, do you blame um, book bag form shooting Draymond? Or, 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 what's the, <laughs> or what's the deal in Golden State? Oh, uh, you got to remember, man. Um, Duran and Green always bumping head. They always go bump head. Either Duran want the ball to shoot or, you know, Green you don't want to take over because that's his team. Mm. Other than that, you know. They gotta, you, you know, they gotta get used to getting along. Now Durant's gonna leave this year, man. Oh, that's yeah, a fact. They're, they're, they're both gonna leave. That's the only thing I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, like, like, you know, like Durant, you know, he, he either he want that that ring again, or he's tired of the argument and everything going against him. Basically, you know, since he got traded, you know, I feel like he's he's become a complete player. So wherever he go, that team is going to the playoffs every year, at least getting past the second round without or to without, the second round. Like on Curvy on yesterday, just shot ten three pointers right in a row. Yeah, he yeah he wild out. Yeah, he wild he, out. Like, come on, he's bro. also an MVP candidate. Listen, I listen. Everybody goes to this. Oh, Draymond shooting woes. Listen, Draymond best shooting year was in 2013 when he shot 38 percent from the um three point land, and that's still you know just there at NBA three point average. That's not great. He's, he's, he's not there yeah. to do that though. He's That's like what killed me. Dennis Rodman with a little bit of ball handling, a little bit of a shot. That's a little bit of a shot. Him. Yes, I mean, listen, the guy is um, he's a great stat filler, hustle guy, great energy. You know, you know, good defender for a guy who is um, who's not big and can still um, hold his weight down low in the paint. I like Draymond. Draymond to me is not their sole blame. I do believe that um, a guy, listen. Someone who's great, who's always vocal and um, always outspoken, sooner or later is going to cause confusion. Just look at it in in, in any um, sport, star, NBA or NFL, Terrell Owens, um, guys like that. They say they cause confusion in the locker room. Because that, and be, be real with you, I hate to say guys just don't know how to humble themselves and just say, you know what, let me just shut up. Because to be real with you, I thought, you know, Draymond can't get mad at Kevin Durant because you are the one who called him outside in the parking lot. All right, this man got you back-to-back titles. Um, who who knows? I mean, to me, I thought they Going still could have won. The playoffs. They still should have won that year. They were they had the Cleveland um, Cavaliers three three to one, but at the same time, uh, Draymond Green and Tom Izzo even said it, that's that's his only downfall. You know, he plays with so much passion and, and heart. I'm kind of tired of hearing that excuse. You know, everybody um, confuses passion, you know, uh, uh, with temperament. Like, mm. you just need to control yourself. It's not passion. You, you're being a fool. When you cause your team um, technical fouls and give the uh, uh, flagrants and ejections, whatever you're doing to help the other team because of your behavior, that's not passion. That I don't agree with that at all. I don't Man, blame I yourself. That's why he's going to get traded. Either he's going to get traded. Or they're gonna do a, a, a signing deal or something like that to get him out of there. Like at this point, Draymond has the lead because you can't take the chance of losing Kevin Durant. You gotta satisfy your your wolves basically. And Clay, oh yeah, Steph and KD have to get satisfied. Draymond is a liability right now. He you is because you know the team, mm-hmm. you gotta go. Yes, that and you know why a player like Draymond has a lifespan. 
and it's not that long in the NBA. He's going to be good for maybe seven years max. You got to understand, he's a player that's undersized. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's not athletic. You know, Draymond is not the guy who's going to sit there and, and, and with the 40-inch vert and bang it on you. He doesn't have the purest shot. He works on his defense, but after a while, because you, you get slower by the years, you know, you can't keep up in your height and everything. These big men are getting better with their feet. You know, they're scoring better. You you can't guard Joel Embiid and Aiton out here no more. You know, he's getting older. He's reaching that he's reaching that peak where he's going to be a bench player soon. I hate to say that. I'm being honest with you. That's my feel on it. Um, that I and be honest with you, I agree with you. Golden State should trade him before he has no type of value left. Yeah, if you don't get no kickback from him, what's the point? Like, I mean, just the way way everything is going, you gotta have a, somebody that's gonna play with you consistently and be willing to take the lesser role because he. He, he's the one that brought Kevin Durant there. Nobody asked for Kevin Durant to come but him. So you got to always go back to that. You can't invite somebody to the party and then get mad when they're more entertaining than you, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I kind of knew that was going to happen. It, you know, you watch football. Uh, it's the Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick situation. Definitely. Best way to say it, definitely. He you brought know, up. You want to show somebody <clears throat> the ropes and show them that the grass is green on this side. But once they start getting more than what you thought that they could mm-hmm. get. Now you're like my ego kicks in. And that's what's going to break him as a player. And that's what's breaking him as a team because the whole thing about Golden State, and everybody says it, they share the basketball. And the way they're playing right now is more iso ball than they're moving the ball. When they move the ball, it's when Curry's hot. You know, Curry's hot, Clay's hitting his threes, Clay's wide open. And uh, I'm going to say this real quick, and a lot of people are not going to like this, but Clay, I think, is a little overrated. As a so-called two-on-two, bless you, um, defender. I mean, two-way player. Especially after I watched James Harden cook the shit out of him in the second half, bro. But I feel Jesus Christ! I If you look at his position and you look at two-way players, he's top three every time we bring up that discussion. There's no way around it. Demar Rosen is almost about to eclipse him because that game he had with that triple double against Kawhi. What's good? Yeah, and oh, let you know that Pop is the greatest coach of all time. What I you said, you know what? I said that too. I don't want to even break subject, man. Let's just stay on Golden State. But ooh, man, Pop, poof, Pop goes the weasel. <laughs> Definitely, I it's not. I'm not saying that he's a bad defender. Don't get me wrong, but it's too many times where I've seen the better player cook him, man. Uh, playoffs, I just time after time, Kyrie was just torching him. I seen Lillard cook him. I seen some good guys cooking him. It's just like wow. Sorry guys. No, that's all right, bro. It's definitely all right. Yeah, you know, I seen some good guys cook him. Cook him. So to me, I'm just like, ah, can I have him as my top two? I put him in number four. I don't know about number three. Um, definitely, with, especially with the way Demar Derozan has been playing. See, that's the thing, man. If you go back, <clears throat> you guys, to my one of my earlier podcasts. I talk about organizations. It's a big thing, man. If you're a player, depending on what organization you land at, can bring out the best in you. It just does. And if you go to an organization like San Antonio or back in the day uh, where Phoenix was known for having the number one health care where um, Penny went there, Grant Hill, Shaq had one of his best seasons. They can still walk You know, organizations is a big thing. If you're not 
uh, upper echelon athlete like a LeBron James or Carmelo Anthony, let's say, or Kevin Durant, Trace McGrady, players like that who can just go anywhere and cook it, you have to go to somewhere where, you know, organization could just bring out the best in you. I'm telling you right now, for example, Kyle Lowry, anywhere else is not doing the same thing he does in Toronto. I'm just telling you, very few teams is going to give him that that work. Look how many teams he had to go to to get to there. You know, he's close to Memphis, but Memphis I'm, didn't I'm trust him like that. He, that he actually outlived uh, Isaiah in a sense. Like, I, I thought Isaiah was a more complete player. They both had the same type of role in the NBA. They both were always coming off the bench, filling it up from three-point land. But the reason Kyle lasted because the chemistry he formed with DeMar DeRozan was able to show Oh, man, the chemistry he had. And let's not forget a little bit um, before um, when Rudy Gay was there. He had Rudy Gay cooking. Definitely. Rudy, yeah, Rudy, yeah, yeah, Rudy Gay cooking, and Rudy, Rudy Gay is a good. He's a, he's definitely a, a good vet because if you look at Demar Derozan this year, you can tell that Rudy took him under his wing. He's showing him defensive definitely. Things. He's showing him how to use his body for contact. Hey, give it up miles. for UConn. Yeah, I love UConn, man. Shout out UConn. Man. Give it up for UConn. The word back in those days with them and Villanova the going at it. <laughs> definitely shout out to Marcus UConn. Williams. Shout out Marcus Williams overseas, man. Marcus Williams was a beast, man. Oh, hmm. definitely. That's right, he's playing overseas. Definitely forgot that. And overseas, let's mosey on down to Motown real quick, man. You know, we ain't going to take a look at the Temptations, but we will take a look at Blake Griffin. And um, like the BGs, bro, he's staying alive. Blake Griffin and, and the Pips, man. I Listen, averaging 24.3 points a game, 8.7 rebounds. I am happy with this man play. You know why? Because... He's not dunking on everybody. He's shooting the J. He's taking it to the lane. You know, it's a total different game, and I like that he's someone who said, you know what, I lost the hops, or I don't have the explosiveness like I would when I dunked on Mozgov and the rest of these guys. So you know what, for me to have longevity in this game, I'm going to have to shoot a little bit more, work on his handle, back people up, which I, I actually like his post game. He actually – does do a little turnaround fadeaway, especially when he gets into that 15-foot area. And uh, my biggest concern when he first got to Detroit was how are you going to work with Andre Drummond, two big guys who like to be in the paint, but they're working very good. And actually this season, he's actually outplaying uh, Mr. Drummond. Brace face is definitely getting outplayed. And uh, talk to me about it, Slower. Tell me what's good, man. What's different with Blake, man? Man, the best thing I can say about Blake, he listened to his trainers. He, he stopped trying to use his body to be his only weapon. When you look at players who game evolve and they last long, they have long careers. Like, for instance, Carl Malone played with the Lakers mm-hmm. when he shouldn't even been in the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's from saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a better player. But by Blake evolving his game, Blake was already one of the best passers since he stepped into the league. We saw that when he was in college with his brother, the way he used to set Taylor up. It was, it was ridiculous how the chemistry they had in that offense. So if you are a passer from the post, you're probably the deadliest player on the court regardless because you must have some ball handling to be able to pass the ball consistently like that. So him being able to pass the ball opens up the offense, and when it opens up the offense, you're going to leave him open for a few jumps, but you're not going to think he's going to shoot. You're expecting him to bring it down and try to dunk it on you. But he's telling guys, hey, you got to step out here on me because I'm going to knock it down on you. Maybe eight out of ten times he's going to knock down an open shot, and that's three-pointers as well. Like Mm -hmm. Blake definitely has evolved. I think the whole thing around the Clippers breakup – the Chris Paul incidents and Chris Paul saying he was a, you know, just a one type of player, one sided player. He didn't have more to his game. He proved a point. And I think out of everybody that left that little organization, I think he has the best upside of all of them, even over Chris Paul. 
I think he's going to be the best player out of the Blake Griffin, DeAndre uh, Jordan, Chris Paul. All these guys who were over there for the Clippers supposed to be this great team. I think he has the best upside. And he's going to make Drummond be a better player if Drummond learns how to play around him. It's so easy to pass in the post when you got somebody mm-hmm. that get that many rebounds. Drummond is one of the best yes. the rim players that ever yeah. come into the NBA. Definitely. So if he understands all he has to do is play above the rim, he will be a 20 and 20 player for the rest of his career if him and Blake Griffin stay together. They just need to get some pieces around him. Because I definitely Jackson as a point guard. Oh, I, man, I Reggie's so iffy, man. It's like Reggie has all that talent and. Where is it going? It's, um, it's like he keeps boxing Smith himself is, in. Is iffy. Right they, you know what? That's the problem. You know, when you look at teams like Toronto, Milwaukee, even Miami to an extent, um, even Orlando sometimes are good nights. They have those role players that get out and do what they're supposed to do, like a Siakam and those type of guys and Fournier, Van Bleet, um, um, Eric Bledsoe. These guys kill it as what they do for role players and when I watch Detroit I don't see that I see too many small guards I see players they don't have like Kelly Oubre's little type of players they don't have those and that's what they're missing they have too many of the same type of guard players um and like you said Reggie Jackson listen Reggie Jackson is an off-guard guard it's an off-guard Guard and he's too small to be one, and he's not a point guard. That's the problem. To be real, if I if that can get somebody to replace him, I'd have Reggie coming off the bench, keeping it hundred. Mm. I wouldn't even keep him on the French. I, I no, if like I have to keep season, him, but I definitely would have him off the bench. He's not a starter. I feel, you're right. What they have is they have a lot of tradable assets. Even though it's not great players, they got a lot of tradable assets. Having all those small forwards and having all those shooting guards, even point guards, you can do some package trades to bring in one player that can help that offense. They, they should have went after a player like a Avery Bradley or, like you said, a Kelly Oubre or somebody like mm-hmm. this, somebody who can open up the floor but also play defense. Like, that's that's one of the biggest things with those guards. They can't play defense that well. Lason Galloway, he's one of the best, you know, defenders out there that I see for them. He yeah. can be a complete player. He can turn into a great shooter for them, but the ball doesn't move. And the is a couple of vets, too. You got, got yeah. Jones so it's, one it's, a couple it's, things. Yeah, yeah. They, they got a few vets. Um, They could probably use a few good uh, – um, a few – uh. A few more vets that are good, but I don't think that's not going to solve their problem. Um, they need to blow they, it up. They they have, yes, get the team the two main players. I agree with them. Trey Reggie Jackson, definitely a good trade piece. Um, to me, like Joe Dumars should know that though. I mean, to look at his team and know how complete his team was, the way him and you know Isaiah found their chemistry, you got to find that in your backcourt again. You don't have that. I, I wouldn't be believing in those players anymore. I would keep my two main pieces and see if we can get in the you know the draft. And also in the offseason because they can make a lot of moves. Detroit is not a bad place for somebody to go who's on a, you know, last leg of their career. They do need shooters. I agree with that. They don't really have no outside threat. um, That's the thing. Blake Griffin is shooting. Like, have you seen the game before that with um, with, um, with the Utah Jazz? You see the way he was shooting? He was shooting threes. Yeah. Mid-range shots. That's what we talked about. He worked on his game because, you know what? He realized to stay in this NBA, I can't just keep going and dunking on nobody. One, I gotta I'm 30 something years old. I can't dunk like that on nobody. It just won't happen, you know, at least not every night. That's not happening. So he needs help with his shooting. Because he could pass, you know, he could run, run the ball. He could run He's point. becoming an over, you know what? Uh, he at, at the age of 30, listen, he's becoming a better player. Uh, I'm definitely liking this version of Blake Griffin compared to his high flying days. I'm telling you, because to me, um, anybody can do that. 
uh, I didn't I didn't see what was so special. When you're a high flyer in that um that power four power four slash center position, I can name a thousand guys that could do the same thing you can do, but the only difference is they didn't work on the game. You had a strong Miles Swift, you had Tyrus Thomas, for example. I can name guys like that and guess what? Out the league like that because they didn't involve their game. I'm glad he yeah. did. Um Aaron Gordon already started doing that in his um in his fourth season. Yes, I love the way Evan Gordon already said after his first season getting hurt. He said, you know what? Let me work on this thing called the jump shot. And, you know, if these guys can do it, I always get at Ben Simmons for doing it, for not working on the jump shot. It's just it's the ego, though. You, when you're letting a guy 16 run point guard and create the offense for your organization, he's not going to care about finding his shot. Yeah, maybe, you think think his, maybe he's Canadian. <laughs> nah, I don't know. He's, he's Australian, but I, I, I oh, he's Australian. I thought he was Canadian. I thought it was like nah, he's, like, he's, 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 he's an Aggie. That's why you know the Aussie. Not, not saying they all have ego, but I mean you know they got confidence. In Listen, Aussies, like man, they don't play around. I work for one. Let me tell you, even if they don't think they know, you don't play around with, with the Aussies, man. They they go hard for this. They go so that means listen, but that means it. Nobody, none of us can out drink them. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, he got too it. much off court activity too, man. He got to keep the, uh, the yo. Kardashian. You know he's a big two K, big two K fan too, right? Like you yeah, forgetting this guy, this kid is so young. Him and um, um, Darion Fox, which is awesome. I keep forgetting these guys are really young. That guy's a big Oh, I love Darion Fox game, man. So so fast with the ball, man. Every time we think somebody's explosive and and quick with the basketball, he is fast. He he's Definitely. quick. With the basketball and, and oh man, I, I love his game. Sacramento get a few more pieces. That he's going somewhere. I'm telling you that right now. I got also another question about about Blake Griffin. The last question, really. This is this is a good one too. Where does Blake Griffin stand in your top dunkers of all time in the NBA? Uh, anti NBA. In the whole in all yeah, time, all, all time. time, all time, all the all the years, either you've been watching or seen on ESPN Classic, watch it on YouTube, however you watched it, whatever you seen, well, the bet. Who, who do you I'll rate? I let Louis go first. I let Louis go first because I, I I already know like I'm I'm a Vince Carter here, so I'm really gonna take it serious when it comes to Duncan Blake's not even in my top five. He will be top maybe seven. Ooh, okay. I'm talking about in game and um, yeah, I'm slam dunk contest. As well. I'm okay. talking game as well. I will put I will put Robert Peck over him, hands down. Oh, Robert Peck is way better. See, I, I, that's what I'm only talking. I'm, I'm, Robert I'm Peck was begging it. Robert, Robert Peck, Peck was begging it. That's back when those small point guards like him, Kevin Johnson, would come and just bang would it on bang you. Bang it on you. Kevin you Johnson, got, great in-game. Yo, people don't even know those type of small guys. Yo, they had them. They had it in them, man. They had them springs. Um, Lewis, man, tell me, where, where you got Blake Griffin rated at? From one to twenty, give me that. Give me a number from one to twenty. I said ten. Ten. I keep it ten. Just that easy in game dunk because you got to think about the players like Daryl Dawkins. You know, Dominic. Like you got to think about. I watch a lot of dunks. you know All Star games. You know all this slam dunk. You know all these slam dunk contests. You feel me? He would be like, for me number nineteen probably. Or twenty, and we're reason, talking in game dunks though, right? It's not just overall. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the reason, yeah, all, and the reason I say that is because you know I'm not even gonna mention the the you know 
the already knowns like the Sean Kemp's, the Dominique's, the VC. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's talk, yeah, let's let's talk about um people like uh let's talk about Kobe Bryant who had great in game dunks. Let's talk about my man Skywalker. Let's talk about um T Mac, you gotta put in there. Michael Finley, you have to Michael put in there. Jason Richardson. Don't forget Jay Rich. Jay Rich, of course, Jason Ham was a nasty dunker. People don't even know about Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham from Detroit. Yeah, yeah Darvin Ham had incredible hops, man. You got you can't forget people like that. Also, in game before he um became a shooter, Rashard Lewis had some nasty in game dunks, man. I'll never forget the one in Seattle. Shot from I the think, I think. Quick question, quick question. Iguodala, Andre Iguodala. over Griffin? Would I, would I pick who? LeBron? Oh, no. No. As an in-game, in-game dunk? No. Or just dunk period? As, as, as in dunk? Neither. Dunk. Neither. No. No? No. Nah. It's, you couldn't. I mean, you want to give athleticism, and reason I would give, give him do a slide, slide, though. Yeah, but you're talking about the reason? Because yeah, mm. he did a dunk contest. LeBron never did it. And never will. And listen, here's the thing about LeBron when he dunks. Yes, he, back in the day, all he did was the same dunk: get up there, put the arm up, and that weak windmill that big men do. He, stole, he, he stole never, the man, man. he never did. He never did a real windmill like Dominique when he went to the side of Jay Rich. He always did that like Jamal McLaur big man windmill, which I hate. That's not a big windmill. Um, he wasn't a three sixty kind of guy. It, it was either the the Carmelone thing or the um. The reverse joint, which to me was, you know, everything. But Blake showed you three sixties, nasty windmills for a big man. To me, it seemed like Dwight Howard was a better. He was, dunk he was a little bit like off his chains, like he believed in himself as far as dunking, because he really would try to go dunk on people. But like once he started getting like to his fifth, sixth season, it's like LeBron started believing what everybody was saying about him not being a great dunker. Like he wouldn't do the dunk contest, so automatically it takes you out of the dunk conversation. Yes, hundred percent. Automatically, you're scared to do a dunk contest. Yeah, for no Mike reason. did it and Kobe, Kobe did it, did so it. you gotta, you know. And you're talking, and not yo. That, and listen, man, this is what I love because that's gonna mosey us down to our goat conversation. That's gonna let us know right now. We got to talk about this. The MJ versus whole LeBron thing. Since we're talking about the um, the slam dunk and, and not entering that contest, you know, is that a niche on his whole GOAT thing too as well? Because recently LeBron has been stated in his barbershop thing that after beating the 73-9 and Golden State Warriors, which is quote-unquote, as he called it, the best team to ever play NBA, coming back from a 3-1 victory, that makes him the goat, and um, I said, man, I need to have a discussion with the, with my fellas about this. This is serious, and he's really proclaiming now that he's the goat. So we got to talk about this big time. And slow, you got to start off first, man. Man, you know my views, man. It go in this order, and it's always gonna go in this order. No disrespect. Kobe's number one, and I wasn't even a Kobe fan until maybe his second year to about to retire. I just I just saw everything that he was as a player. He was the best skilled player since Hakeem, in my opinion. Nobody can argue that. Best skilled player to come to the league since since the dream. Mike is a great player, but I can't respect the talent that he had to play against all the time. When we talk about greats, we talk about the GOAT. LeBron went through some players, and I can name at least four players that I know for a fact that Mike could have scored on, but he couldn't consistently go against these guys every year and get over that hump. 
There's no way in hell Michael Jordan would have been Michael Jordan having to go through Tayshaun Prince and Detroit Pistons, that Detroit Pistons. It wouldn't have happened. Mike would have been a great player. Mike would have did his thing, but he's number three. LeBron's number two on the list until he until he steps over everyone with the rings category. But off-court branding, overall appeal as a player, everything he does, even speaking on another organization like the NFL saying that what the things that he said is being political. No other player has taken that role. Nobody's has stepped up like that and, you know, basically said, I'll be the target for what's going on. When the, when the president's tweeting about your tweets, you have a major impact. And I feel like that's the thing that Jordan didn't do. Jordan didn't actually use his impact. He didn't try to appeal to anybody. He just sold he just sold sneakers. That's that's how I look at it. He played great basketball and sold sneakers. It was a lot of guys who weren't fast enough or strong enough to guard him back then. So I, he has to be number three. Kobe first, LeBron second until he shows us he can get some more rings. Mm, I like so, um, I've never heard I, that I, I one. Feel, Go ahead, I feel Louis. You, I feel you slowly on that. Um respect to your ancestors straight up. But for me, number one. Now, for me, I don't think ring don't really count like that. Right. Because Bill Russell got to live LeBron and he's never right? an all-around player. What he's doing right now, bro, compared to Jordan, I understand Jordan was a hell of a shooter. You give me that. He was a hell of a shooter. He was a good player. You know, uh-uh. But LeBron is doing things right now that Michael could even do. I understand he got five championships, but I don't mean that is better. Six, yeah, you missed six, one. Six, six, I'm just saying. Lay bro. off the Coronas. <laughs> not everybody, I'm just saying, but now I'm, just, I'm trying to say that like, um, Jessica Jordan got more rings than LeBron are making him that better than him. I'm trying, trying to say. Yeah, I'm in with that point right there, that's true. But I feel like I said Kobe won, and that was just out of respect. But if we being real, it has to be LeBron. Nobody's came into the league, and like he said, nobody's played mm-hmm. at this level that late in their career. So I think that's what shows that he's these last three seasons, him getting better and better as he goes into the later part of his career, is it's different. I mean, that groin injury, I think he's going to come back from. But regardless, if LeBron can't score, LeBron can play defense and pass. That's something that Kobe or Mike could not do consistently. It, it wouldn't happen. They, they would not be the players that they are. So I think you – that's true. You got to give LeBron number You know one. it. I mean, LeBron. Because he's the most all-around, he's the most all-around player. All right. So, hold on. Do hold on, make hold other on, players great, too. You understand that, Hold on, Louis. Louis, Louis. let me get in this real quick. Because I got to I gotta defend my man Mike real quick. Okay. So, as far as the def- defense go, um, that's not entirely true. Because Michael Jordan, um, let me ask you, how many times is LeBron with Defensive Player of the Year? I mean, mm, I've never. Okay, never, yeah. But, hold on, hold on, hold on. Never, but how many hold times on, is he all defense? So is Michael Jordan. So is Michael Jordan. And um, here's another thing we want to go to. I hate to say this, Lou. I I feel you on this, but championships do count because when it comes down to it, it's the deciding factor. For example, Bird and Magic, right? I compare a lot of um LeBron's career as far as winning championship going. Towards oh, compared to Magic Johnson, had Magic Johnson undefeated in the eighties, I don't think we'd be talking about Mike or or Kobe right now. We'd be having to well have to talk about Magic Johnson, but because I he got swept in the finals, he lost to Philadelphia, he lost to the Boston Celtics. Um, because of that, even though he had the three P, but because he lost, 
you people, it was always that question, bird of magic. You know, you always had the bird of magic. You always heard that question. It was always a question because he lost to Larry Bird. Had he didn't lost him, um, to Bird and had those championships to solidify his legacy, we wouldn't be talking about, you know, or even saying that back in the 80s, Larry Bird was the better player. Because guess what? Magic had gotten all those chips. And um, speaking of Magic, always going back to what he said when it comes to joining people, because everybody likes to get on Kevin Durant for joining. But let's not forget... LeBron did join Dwayne Wade, and let's not front like Chris Bosh was a bum. Chris Bosh was an MVP candidate in the Toronto Raptors. Also, people love to say how Kevin Durant joined the Golden State Warriors, who won. But if I'm not mistaken, D-Wade had a championship prior to LeBron joining the Miami Heat, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. So to me, it's just the same thing. You know, just, you know, listen, Hagen does. Um, ben and Jerry's is all ice cream to me. It's just different flavors, you know. <laughs> uh, here's another thing, you know. A lot of people love to say, especially like guys like Max Kellerman, Jordan was um, Mike. Um, excuse me, LeBron was a better shooter. He shot from better three. Um, okay, um, how many scoring titles does Jordan? I mean, LeBron has none. Yeah, Jordan has it all, <laughs> what it what it all goes back down to the oh, no, oh, no, yeah, that's what I'm, and LeBron that's what I'm about to hold on. That's what I'm about to get. Let me finish. That's what I'm about to get into too. It's a different era. And like you said, you know, you said Jordan would have had a hard time playing this era. I also think vice versa. You know, remember back in the time we were watching in the nineties and the eighties, you know, you had to get your shot up before the whistle blew. And it's not this NBA now where, you know, the whistle blows and guys still take the shot up. On top of that, you had hard-nosed guys who were out there defending. It wasn't just the regular Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason. You have to deal with a guy like Xavier McDaniels, a tough guy like a Buck Williams or Herb Williams. Guys off the bench who were veterans trying to make a name still for themselves. Big, strong guys who had no problem sitting there. Carl Malone, underrated defender. Carl Malone was not having that. And one of the strongest guys, David Robinson. I do believe LeBron would have had a hard time driving in the lane and a lot of points would have gotten negated because you know what? You don't have that continuation. Ooh, but as we see with LeBron now, his game evolved just like Mike's had to evolve. Much Same later. Kobe, much much later, though. His, his is evolving much later because you know what? You can't tell me he didn't do this. LeBron has relied on more pure athleticism than actual skill. Because to me, his jump what? shot should have been much better than what it is now at this age. Mike already had his jump shot down packed. Kobe already had his jump shot down packed. That's true. That's his biggest. I mean, that's his biggest flaw. That's. I mean, if we looking at all those players, LeBron's the worst shooter out of all of them. I'm not going to ever say LeBron's a better shooter. But if we look at all those players as well, all of them could have played in each other's era. Don't get me wrong. How great they would have been, it's all, I think yeah. the only one who really would have thrived and always he would have thrived in both eras is because he already had a complete game. Oh, be Bryant, yes, Bryant. I agree with you. Kobe would have thrived. I that's, agree and, and that's, that's the only reason I would say he would have And, and yes, for that I right agree there. with you. I believe Kobe is the only. A lot of people are going to get mad hearing this, but I definitely agree with you on that. Kobe's the only one I thought I think that can do well in both eras of bat, and actually all eras of basketball. I think Kobe would be a monster. Um, real quick, I want you guys to hear this snippet about the play from uh, NBA TV with the great Chris Webber, and Kevin McHale, Isaiah Thomas speaking about the discussion we just had, and uh, we're going to chime in a little bit more about what they had to say. Check it out. I've never heard. Um, one of the greatest, say they were the greatest of all time. That was uh, 
That was very interesting to me. Kevin, what, what are your thoughts? Oof, man, I tell you, you know what? It's one thing. We all sit at this table all the time and sing his praises. Yes. I, I think LeBron is a great player. Yes. I just think that's disrespectful, honestly, to Bill Russell. Who, what did Bill Russell do? Won every time. He said, all right, fellas, you want to win? Come with me. We'll go on the floor. That's yeah. what this game's all about. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. I mean, you, right. you, and, you know, and he was like, raised on all levels of Kareem, the best in high school, yeah. the best in college, and the best in, in the pros. That, that's what I'm saying. You know, Michael. I mean, yeah. there's just so many. Two of my Larry and Magic. I mean, just led teams and, and turned the league around. You don't need to say that about yourself. Let other people say that for you. I mean, I was kind of surprised because I had read about it. But I, that's the first time I had actually heard him say it. it made me the goat. I'm like, damn. I was like, okay, you know, I, I, and I love the kid. I think he's a great player. I think he's been great for the game. But let other people say that for you. I just, I just, it, to me, it's just disrespectful for a lot of people that came before you that were great, great, great players. And you said it to begin with, Chris. You can't compare errors and all that stuff. All these guys have been so great in their era. I just didn't like. I, I didn't like the way that sounded sounded to me just to yeah. like it. you know I and, and everybody knows I, I, I love LeBron but I'm, I'm gonna call time out on this one because and and I'll speak definitely to LeBron or I'll say it to his face but you you never there's a certain thing about greatness that demands that you have humility with greatness now and that was Isaiah Thomas can't listen to him too much I still get mad about the next days but <laughs> um, this is beautiful. Do you think these guys had a point? A very, very valid point. And I feel like LeBron did kind of have a premeditated thing what he did that he wanted to spark this debate so he can show why he's the greatest. I think that's what it was about. If you look at a lot of the things that the players do nowadays that they didn't have back then, when even when Kobe was playing, you didn't have an outlet like social media where you can create your own narrative. If Jordan was able to create his own narrative. Jordan would have said that he's the greatest. Jordan would have flat out came off off of a game. Think kill. about when he killed Brian Russell. Way. You think he wouldn't have said that I'm the greatest player ever after making that shot? <laughs> on Twitter, on, on Instagram, on Snapchat. You know why I disagree? You know why I disagree with that? He's the 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 mindset is different when you talk about Jordan and Kobe. You talk about guys who are more on the solitude part. As to far as they feel, they skill is what's going to give them their brand. You dig what I'm saying? Hit me on this. As opposed to players nowadays feeling that, you know what, my brand is going to build my game. And it's not, it's not that. You know, we all know back in the day, players knew they skill is what got them their checks. They skill is what got them where they, they got. And a lot of guys nowadays are reality shows you see Lance Stevenson blowing in airs and things of that nature it's more of a sitcom and this is why I don't believe Jordan will, and I would say the same with Kobe there they would be Twitter guys like that because even now you still see guys of that era let's say like a Deion Sanders who's active on Twitter a Michael Irvin active on Twitter you know the and these are and to me, Deion hey, Sanders, hey hey don't mention Michael Irvin don't disrespect and, my cowboy don't <laughs> him with his attitude he's been doing man. He's back to his old head. Listen, no, 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 I hope not, chill. But if he is, he's definitely probably a cool dude to party with. But, oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but Deion Sanders is definitely a goat. Um, he's one of those, for example, uh, you know, he, he he doesn't call himself the goat. And uh, Deion Sanders is a little different. Where you know, he liked the limelight, 
some guys are, you know, as much as Jordan liked the limelight, you can't say he was somebody who starred for it. You know what I'm saying? I You can't tell me that, and be real for a fact, that you guys don't get the feel that LeBron stars for the attention. He has to be the center of attention. And that's the... No, I feel like I feel like that's more of Kobe. If we speaking about that part right there, that's Kobe because it, it showed. I mean, Shaq left the Lakers oh, over something that could have been taken care. That of. was Shep, I know, a but Shaq. A simple nah. heart to heart with men could have got that. Nah, but Shaq apologized for that. If you watched that interview, Shaq said that was his point. Yeah, I watched it, but I'm saying, yeah, was, he, but he did make a valid point that Kobe did little petty things over the summer, like you know whatever it may have been, texting like, "Hey, you need to be working out because I'm working out." You know, um, if you come, if you think about it, Shaq was a better player, so you got to have a little more respect. That's why I feel like the humility was lost in Kobe. He became black. Man. It, when but he was, you got to understand too, also, and this is something I told somebody on my job who was arguing with one of the helpers, who was a young kid. I said, "Man, you're 47. You know, that's that's going to happen. Sometimes you got the young, you know, the young wolf who's who's dying to become the alpha, and that's when you, as the alpha." has to also show greater humility and shut him down. You know, you don't have to run. I didn't think Shaq had to run. Uh, so, to me, actually, I told you, I always said I blame both of them. You know, but at the same time, Shaq being an older veteran and the superstar still at that time point, you know, you shouldn't have did the same thing you did in, in Orlando. If you really want to be real that's about true. that, you know, that's, that's true. you got to show that you got to show that, you know, how many times you going to run? Because if we let's keep it real. He did it in Orlando. He did it in L.A. He did it in Miami. So to be honest, uh, you know, and I don't think it's so far. Like I said, you don't see, and what I mean by star of attention, you don't see Kobe making the decision. Yeah, he's black mamba, but there's a difference. There's no decision. There's no need to have the barbershop. There's no need to have my, these guys, no, Michael Jordan is just now doing a 10-part documentary on a game that happened 20 years ago. You know, True. over hey, 20 hey. years ago. So this is what I'm saying. These guys aren't, they're different breed. When you had that solitude, that mindset, that killer instinct mindset these guys got, it's a whole different animal. These guys, they, they, when you see this, that's to me that says another ultra star. When you see a player that has that mindset that these two guys, that's why I knew Kobe was going to be a killer. They had the same exact mindset that Mike had. Same exact killer instinct. And these guys have that. Magic has that. Uh, it's a different when, like, Magic, for example, Magic was somebody who could be in the spotlight and play ball, but Magic also had that natural charisma about him. It wasn't fake. Mm -hmm. It wasn't fun. People who question, for example, people will question uh, LeBron's, um, uh, you, you know, if he's genuine or not. Nobody ever questioned Magic. Just, he smiled like, you know, he real about that. You know, that's all people knew that it was genuine with magic. Like it was never questioned. And that's what I'm saying is the difference between with LeBron and these guys. Like, I feel when you do things like the decision and stuff like that, it's no need for all that. That is the tension that's you trying to build more of your brand. To me, focus more on the game, you probably wouldn't you would probably be above five hundred in the in the finals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If this was Call of Duty, his kill death ratio is terrible right now. It just ain't looking good. I'm just saying, you know, I and that's one of the things I don't like to mention, but if I'm being real, my list goes Mike, Kobe, LeBron. I can't put listen, there are people that come back from injuries year or two, they're never the same. 
This man took a whole time off, two years from basketball, came back and won three straight. I don't care what nobody says. And came on the same thing. That is amazing because you got people who come back from injuries and aren't the same that year. It takes them a while. Example, Paul George. It took him a while from that injury to come back. You got, you know, playing baseball. It's not the same as basketball. And that man came back. I'll never forget and dropped 45 of the Knicks. Hurt me. I thought he was going to be rusty. Killed us when he came back. We're in that four or five. Wild out on us. It, 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 this this man is amazing. Nobody can stop him. When we talk about the def defense, what's the biggest thing that everybody says? LeBron does not guard the best player on the team. Who does? Mike and Kobe. Who wanted to? Mike and Kobe. Is that not the narrative that goes around that LeBron? Did, was, I mean, he did, he did try to guard KD and got a three pointer in his face. He did though. He I did mean, try. He, 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 <laughs> He, he guarded Paul Pierce when they had to play them. Ah, but Paul you know, Pierce, so, I, mean, uh, I mean, I'm just saying, you said, uh, I, I, I mean, uh, I'm just trying to say that he did, he did guard some players, but you're right in everything you said. I can't dispute anything you said. That's the biggest flaws in LeBron. But at the same time, he doesn't have to do that. You got to look at the teams, too. Mike and Kobe really didn't have to guard the best player on the team. They chose to. Mike had Dennis Rodman. And Mike Pippen. And Pippen. Yeah, and Pippen. Oh, uh, so but who Kobe, who Kobe really to. had, though, be honest with you. Because, honestly, at guard spot, people don't mention it. Ron Hopper was a very good defensive guard. Um, exactly. Derek Fisher was eh, but he was small. So, to be real with you, uh, Rick Fox defense was okay. He was a decent perimeter defender. But a lot of the times, those guys, if they were a shack, they was getting eight up in the post. And um, nobody, to me, excelled, like, Jordan had Pippen. Pippen was top two and number one in steals in the league every damn near every year for like eight years straight. Right. <laughs> you know, Kobe never had that. Kobe never had You know, Jordan, Jordan can play off defense a little bit. If you know a guy is going to be in the passing lane, I can force a guy one way if I know Pippen is going to go for the steal and he's going to get it nine times out of ten. So people got to throw Pippen into that conversation. When they talk about how great Mike was, people always forget about the guy who no, downplayed you his can't, game. you can't perceive but here's the thing, though. This is but here's the thing I say that separates LeBron when it comes to like, you know, he um, certain things never change, no matter if it's the error or not. Everybody always needs that consistent number two, and I will say LeBron has never had a consistent number two, and partially I'm gonna have to be real with you. I'm gonna have to say that's his fault because he had a chance to stay in Miami, and I thought they could have did great things as having a consistent man. Um, and number two in LeBron. Okay, you go to Cleveland, you mess up by saying, hey, you know what? Psst, psst, let's trade Kyrie Irving. And, you know, Kyrie finds out, psst, psst, this nigga's gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Some things happen. So I think partially, definitely his fault when it comes to him not having a consistent number two. Kobe had Shaq, then Kobe had Paul Gasol. Mike had Pippen all through his career. Magic had um, Kareem, and then after Kareem, you know, he had Worthy. He had guys, you know, Bird had Mikhail. They had consistent guys. And I think when you go to teams like that, and which is sad, you always have that, you know, if you notice, every time LeBron goes to a different team or comes back, the first year they lose. Why? Because now you got to get chemistry all over again. That's true. That, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's very true. 
As a, it's a big. Yeah, it's, it's all. It's all. It's all opinion. At the end of the day, I mean, all of it's just for the love of sports, you know. Oh it's yeah, all day, every day, man. That's why we in the real barber shop, man. But when it, when it, when it really comes down to it, the next the next generation is going to dictate who's the greatest. After LeBron retires and he's out of the league, that next generation is going to really dictate who really was the greatest player because. I don't think anybody that's coming out now is going to uh, be better than any of the people that we're mentioning right now. You know, they got some good talent out there, but I don't think nobody has. Yeah, nobody. I, I, You know what? As of right now, listen, man. I love Anthony Davis, Giannis, Kawhi. None of these guys are LeBron or Kobe or Mike. Nah. They, well, they're not. And it's true what you're saying. So right now what's going to happen until that next star comes, <clears throat> the face of the league is going to float around for a little bit. It's going to yeah. happen. Um, and that's 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 when the NBA is beautiful. When we had that in the early 2000s, you had the Paul Pierce, you had the Tracy McGrady, you know, you had all these different players who would go in and out of being the best player that year. You got to have that. That's you got to bring that fight back to the NBA because right now it's just about who want to who want to click up and you know be under a certain umbrella. That's yeah, who did? That's what it is. Who wants to team up and form Voltron? You know, what I'm saying that's what it's about now. Everybody want to sit there and morph, you know, and and join this one big conglomerate and let's just do it. But as you can see, though, it is starting. You know, listen, everything is a spiral. It revolves back. As you can see, um, Kawhi is actually liking it in Toronto. And nobody really wants – some people saying they don't really want to play with LeBron and could go back to, you know, not getting all the credit when you do win and getting all the blame when you do lose type thing or whatever the, the case may be. But teams are starting to seem like they want to build their own legacy, which that's what it should be about anyway. Um uh, I don't think Kevin Durant's career is going to be tainted. Some people say, oh, you won't go to the state, blah, blah, blah. Look at that man's stats. Compare that to somebody who's won on the team who didn't have superstars. His stats are probably still better. And that's, and, and, and that's amazing to say. Can you, can, you, can you say somebody like Kevin Durant scoring stats on, on par with somebody like a Michael Jordan or – um, Hakeem Olajuwon, people who only had one legitimate superstar who did all the real the heavy load scoring, and he's on a team that has two other guys that can do that, and he's his stats are still on par. That's still crazy. So I I would never say or say that you know what his championships are are diluted. They don't count. That's bull. <laughs> you know, only LeBron stands. I feel say that because he stopped the man from getting his chips. <laughs> and, but, and that's another thing too though Real talk When it comes to that MG LeBron thing How many people um, How many greats Michael has stopped From getting chips All Greats Greats man We're talking about Carl Charles Pat You know what I'm saying Gary Payton Before, before he went to Miami Um to Dominique until Mike retired, <laughs> you know, for the uh, for the second time, you know, hey. can't say LeBron has really stopped. Um, Steph got his. Listen, matter of fact, Steph got that got the same amount as LeBron and less time. I mean, it's totally two different. Two different <laughs> um, you got to look. You got to look at how they how they came into the league too. LeBron and how they type. Oh no, man! I'm just saying that. It, but that's. I mean, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you got to put stuff. You got to put stuff in that possibility of the greatest all time. You yeah, listen because it's shooting. Because you, you, it's shooting and his championship ratio. You know what's good, man. Every time the year comes, a new year comes. You know, the next month, All Star Weekend, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about that because. 
right now the hype is Luca and D Rose rookie are making it to the Western Conference All Star. Thanks, um, man. Do it for the storyline. Do it for the storyline. He says, "Do it for the storyline." Louis, do you do it for the storyline, or do you hold X to skip the storyline? What well, tell me? What do you? What, what it is? Story, <laughs> yo, storyline. Listen, man. This, this this rookie right here is, is giving me shock right now. The way he's playing, the way the All Star Bowl spot is going right now, and the way D Rose is going, man, he should get that spot. Exactly. He should get that spot. I'm sorry. You know, he came back, man. He was he was a nobody, man. Now you like, yo. He's back. Yeah. I, I think he's, he's, he should play in that all-star game. You know, you feel me? I mean, Derrick Rose definitely is at least top top 25, top 30 right now in, in uh, scores for uh, guards. Average 18.9 a game. I mean, that's, that shows a he's lot. He's back. Right he should be in there. He's, he's definitely back. He's not Come definitely on, back. He's not MVP caliber back, but uh, not MVP. Though, he's my he's caliber back. But the scoring back, he's def he definitely is. Um, here's my take on it: Luca, no. D Rose, I was gonna say no, but you guys do have a great point. Storyline, you know, definitely right. Storyline is a big thing. Um, think back to like you said when Magic played and his when they let him back, you know, um, from the HIV, Mike. When he played in the Wizards, and I believe it was Vince Carter who gave up his starting spot, and if I'm not yeah, mistaken, I believe so. Um, for that, uh, look it up. I didn't even look that up, but uh, so storyline plays a a big thing. The reason I don't say two of them because you know what? Now you're dissing somebody who deserves to go. And when we're talking about the Western Conference, we're talking about a conference that's packed with talented guards. So somebody's not going to get to go, and um. Luca's going to get to go to All-Star Weekend for the rookie versus sophomore. So he has no problem. And if you want, I'm pretty sure they'll let him do the skills challenge. You know, you got to give somebody like another guard. Like I said, you, you got Steph, CJ. I don't believe Clay should do it, so that's why I would put D-Rose in his spot. Clay, after the 50-point game, like I said, has been on the back of the milk carton with Dr. Dre. So I don't believe that. Uh, Damian Lillard, you, I know a lot, you, you told me earlier you think Dame's still the same old Dame, but listen, man. I mean, he's, he's become a better player, but I, I think if you had to choose out of Derrick Rose, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and Luka Doncic, storyline-wise and performance-wise, long-term, I would have to put Derrick Rose in there for the storyline and the fact that he bounced back. Luka long-term. Luka has showed that he's basically the best rookie that came from any overseas-style basketball since Brazingas. Zingas got treated the same way. We all thought he's going to be a bust. Came in and bust ass. And it, I mean, I think it was more hype though for more Luca. Nobody knew where Porzingis came from. People yeah. actually knew a little about Luca. But like I said, it's great you actually brought those two up. I compare their rookie seasons the same because they both have great games and they both have rookie because it's it's the rookies. So they have games where they ball out of control and they, they have the games wall. where they hit the rookie wall. So I don't know. I'm always different. I'm. I'm never hyped about rookies. You have to really show me. I'm never hyped too much about. I'm always looking to see, are you here for the long term? That's what I'm looking for in your in your first year. How do I see you for the long run? Are you going to make it? Are you injury prone? Luca one. I think you need to lose some weight. I think it's going. Yeah. I think it's going to hit. I think that's where his wall, for example, is going to hit. Um, I like his shot. I like that he's clutch and he's hit some crazy shots. 
Um, game-winning shots, too. Yeah, crazy game-winning shots. Hit threes. The man can ball out of control. I don't know. Here's the thing. When you have guys who are hyped like this, the media is just going crazy. If you know, for example, if I give you MLB baseball, the Cuban player Yasiel Puig, you know, when these guys are just hype, 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 the media is loving them. These guys are doing everything, and then two to three, five seasons later, they're just regulars. So we couldn't say that about Luca, though. I mean, you look at Luca. Everybody, even the OGs in the NBA. I think he's going to be some. No, I think he's going to be something. I'm just saying, I'm never too hyped about rookie seasons. I I need to really your second season is what really going to tell. Really, to be honest with you, it's really your third season because if you think about it, as history shows it, a lot of great rookies hit a sophomore slump. It just happens. A lot of them happen. The truly great ones, it don't happen to. But even all stars, superstars. You know, the guys hit sometimes the sophomore slump. For example, um, you know, Jalen Brown. But that's it. I told people that's expected. People are coming back. He's not somebody who's who's, who's strong in just one thing. He's not a great shooter. He does, he's not somebody with great handle. He's not a great ISO player. He's somebody who plays in the system. So when the system changes now, your role changes it's different when you can't get your own shot when you play in the system. So with somebody like that, you know, you know, you want to see. Uh, let me see if he's really going to make it for the last uh, the long haul. I think Jason Tatum, though his stats have gone down a little bit. That's because he's not the primary ball handler anymore. I think if Kyrie was still hurt, you see this man ball out of control this year. And that's the thing too. I want to know if he's going to stay in Boston because Ky- depending on whether Kyrie stay or not. If the producer uh, is going to talk, man, Boston, listen, watch watch Boston the next few few years. Let's see what they're going to do. They got options. We talk about trade commodities and, and what somebody players. does in the front office. Let's keep it real. Danny Ainge is a freaking genius. Nah, that's facts. That's definitely true. I mean, they were just talking earlier. Kyrie just made a statement saying that he looks forward to playing with uh, Hayward for the long term. So it's a, could be a possibility that, you know, he will be there long term. But knowing Danny Ainge, he's he's looking for a trade. Ooh, Danny if Gordon, if Gordon Hayward doesn't step up, he could be traded too. But here's the thing, though, man. Who wants that contract? Um, I know a team that wants that contract because we always make these decisions. The New Orleans Pelicans, when they were the New Orleans Horns, we made the worst pickups ever and lost our greatest players. So I know they're going to lose Anthony Davis. It's just a matter of time. They are. And you know what, man? To be honest with you. I wish they could have got some players because last year, them in the playoffs, all they they, that's all they needed. They were the one that they, 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 were, they were doing their thing. And that's what I'm saying, man, sometimes. But you, I feel the players just stay. But you know what? The front office, to be honest with you, they ain't showing that they want to do anything to upgrade the roster to say, hey, tra- hey stay. And that's, you know, that's their fault. That is definitely their fault. You have somebody like a transcendent player like Anthony Davis who's going to be possibly the face of the league. You need to do whatever you can to, to keep him. You have cap. You don't have, you know, picking up Randall, I thought was a great pick. Okay, now get some shooters. Uh, Holiday, man, I would after he played ball out of control, I would have traded him because hmm. he's not a starter, man. I like I the saying that because he came to yes, the floor. Seven, eight years seeing that that dude is not what we thought he was. He's he had not. a great season in Philly, and everybody thought because he made the All Star team that he was 
jumping over that level. He he just had a good season. So that was he it. He he's always, not that caliber. He's, he's a good hurt. six man. Yes, he'd be a great six man for any team in the league. He would be a great six man. You you would if I was them, right? I would have tried to do any. You know who I would have tried to pair up um, Anthony Davis with if I'm Pelicans? I would have tried to do. Listen, I would have tried to do anything I can to get Kimba Walker. That's somebody who plays great. Dwight Howard had his best season in a long time with Kimba Walker last year. Kimba was could feed a big man like no other. That's one of the few point guards out there besides Chris Paul. You give him a big man, you're gonna you're gonna flourish, especially if you can get up there and grab it and put it down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That he's, I mean, you're definitely, you're definitely going to get up there. DeAndre Jordan had his best, especially his last few years when Blake was really hurt. DeAndre Jordan playing with Chris Paul, they were just looking remarkable together, man. Great, I love that team. Uh, and DeAndre Jordan, shout out to him. He's still doing great right now. Dallas, man, they need more pieces. Uh, Dirk, as you know, it'll probably be his last season. Um, Look at the keys. Yeah, I just don't know where Dallas is going. I like Rick Carlisle as a coach, but until they get some pieces, um, and his thing. They got to get rid of Harrison Barnes. They got to blow that up. They got to get Harrison Barnes out of there. He's, he's slumping in the wind. Yeah. Like, but you know what? Um, his contract's soon to be over, so he's going – I think after this season, he's going to be a um, – He's got a year left, so you know. That's a, I mean, that's he'll be on his last season, so you know that's a big trade commodity right there. Yeah, who's who's not going to want him? Um, somebody with an expiring contract. Hell yeah! And a player like Harrison Barnes, you think maybe you can get possibly fourteen points out of him? It's sad because Harrison Barnes, with his type of talent, Harrison Barnes should be no less than twenty point per game scorer, averaging yeah. eight pounds a game. Man, with his talent, it's, it's, it's sad. And he just doesn't have the hunger. I mean, once he don't, happened, uh, he don't a lot. In, uh, Oakland, he, he lost his hunger. I just that's the best way to put it. He lost his hunger, and he doesn't want it anymore. He's just playing for the money. You can tell, and that, and, and that's what it comes down to. A lot of guys lose their hunger, man. It don't. It, Tristan Thompson, one of the LeBron got him that contract. That man ain't never been the same. Auto Porter, Auto Porter got that contract. Where Auto Porter been at? Bro, out of Porter, I don't think he deserved a contract. I'm hell like, no, he didn't deserve But Because your numbers is good, don't mean you good, man. Where the hell that you been at? Wasn't gorgeous. <laughs> you know, guys like, I, and I hear this name out, you might agree with me. I like guys like this who got paid and still play like they didn't get paid. Kent Bazemore, Atlanta Hawks. That kid is still balling like he didn't get his contract money. Shout outs to him, still doing his thing. Yo. Big Kent Bazemore yeah. fan. That kid's still playing hard. Guys like Tim Hardaway, the Madaha Knicks fan, that man got overpaid. I don't know what the hell he doing in the league, man. And that, that's one player, you know, who I'm really upset that doesn't play to his position. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. should stop slashing. He should be more like a Clay Thompson, just looks for the outside shot. I'd he be need, happy he with need that. to talk to his fucking pops and learn how to get that real handle so he can get Oh, those. yo, I was just, yeah, that right. crossover. That killer crossover. It's sad that he, he... How you don't have that in that's your pops? He got the shot like his pops. You know what it was? Because he got the hops. God said, listen, I can't give you all of that. So yeah. which one is it? But you, Crossover you the can, hops. But come on. Come on. Hops is something that you can't really teach. You can't teach somebody. That's how what to I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But, but you can teach somebody how to dribble the ball. You know, he couldn't be. He couldn't get all of it, man. He, he, that nigga lazy. That's what. He could. That guy's lazy. And you know, he's, he's different. He's taller than his dad. He's not built like his pops. Tim Hardaway was one of the strongest point guards out there. That dude was built. 
you know, and he was quicker than him. Tim Hardy was fast. That killer crossover was disgusting because it was one, two to the hoop. That's it. You saw the one. You look left. Didn't, didn't Tim Hardaway Jr. Gone. get dropped off in uh, one of the rookie games against somebody? Was that Kyrie breaking him down, or it was somebody he had a game with? They went back and forth. Oh, yeah, like, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah it was Kyrie. He got, he got he got cooked, and they like booed him out. Yeah, of Yeah, it was. It was. T- oh God, Kyrie. Oh man, I. So um, Kyrie cooked him and Brandon like that game. Rookie All Star, right? Yeah, it was man. Yeah, I remember that game. But you got to say, listen. Oh, Brandon Knight, man. Whew, Mr. Glass. All right. <laughs> All right. RIP, RIP, yeah, RIP. Brandon Knight. Austin Rivers took that boy spot out here in Houston. That surprised me, man. Austin Brandon Knight was supposed to be uh, – so, see, guys like that are so crazy. This man can score, can bang in on your shoot. Um, but the problem is he was made like loose-leaf paper, man. He crumbled real quick, bro. That's that's the problem. His ego crumbled. That's what it was. That too. Kyrie took his ego. Oh, man. RIP, man. He was supposed to be a great player, man. And then, 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 uh, DeAndre Jordan made sure he stayed in the grave. Oh yeah, was, I know he was climbing out. Of oh, he was climbing. The DeAndre Jordan stuffed him right back in. Jeez, Louise, man. He had a he had a rough two years back to back, man. I'm proud. But you know what, though? He, listen, first of all, Terry too. What do I tell people? When you're a little guy getting dunked on a big man, that doesn't. I mean, you're a little guy. I mean, what you should do it. If you don't, it's embarrassing. You should do it. it, it there isn't no. Oh my God! Like I wasn't too hyped about that. I was like, okay. He, he's six. What? Six eight? Six seven? The yeah, Andrew Jordan seven feet. Come on, man. You should bang it on him. If he blocks you, it's embarrassing. That's what we should go to. Oh. He shouldn't. As a guard that small, you should know when not to get in the play. If you watch that play develop, yeah, no, oh yeah, he was stupid because he ju- what, he jumped late, he jumped late, he jumped tremendously late. Like, Too late. you can't <laughs> go up with somebody like that and think that's going to work out. Like, man, you talking about? First of all, I'm still not- to this day, he gets put back some guys like that. Like, come on, man. Yo, DeAndre, yeah, um, I will say this looks like he came a little bit heavier, but he's still putting it up there like that. Man, he uh, over there touring, uh, traveling the world with his girl, man, trying on different foods. You get an Instagram model to show your different life, man. Just, I, it happens. I see that. I see that's the um, same thing with John Wall. Probably John Wall got that weight on him. You need to get it together, man. We rooting for you, Jake. Yeah, Wall, well, man, you hit on hit the wall, bro, and, and, and it's crazy because you know what's bad. I knew that was gonna happen because I was like, wow, he still kept his speed even though he put on that weight. All that does is just put wear and tear on your joints. And look at that. A heel season ended injury. And they just picked up Trevor Reza. Washington is a real, real silly organization. Instead of blowing the team up, you say, hey, no, we can still do this. Trey Kelly Oubre, who was playing actually very well, who was actually, you know, one of your bright spots, you get rid of him to bring back. Listen, there's no disrespect to Reza, but Reza is getting up there in age. And unless you're doing it now, you don't you don't trade a young asset like that. You just don't. Silly trade, man. Yeah, definitely. That was that was. I mean, I just feel like that was a that was a rush and a gun type of thing. You 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 don't do something like that. Kelly Oubre is gonna be good for Phoenix, though. I just ha- I hate seeing players like that go to Phoenix because Phoenix does not know how to work their talent. They don't. From the three from the three on down to the point guard, they always been horrible. With Listen, you won't get hurt, but guess what? You won't win you won't nothing get the either. Or, uh, <laughs> possibility of getting Zero. anything at the NBA. Yo, man. Yo, homies. Good looks. As you know, this has been a great episode. We've got to wrap it up. We got just the time of the time, time of the day. We said people good, go by. Good. It was definitely next time we gotta make sure we keep batch on here, man. I think we lost them a little little connection. But you know what I'm saying? Till next week, man. 
Everybody, we out. Stay blessed. Love, peace, and hair grease. Thin line between sports and hate. Slow Don Coke Charlie Brown. We'll see you around. We out.
Yeah, and I hope everybody sticks to their New Year resolution, and that is to listen to more Thin Line Between Sports and Hate, and I'm your host, Charlie Brown. And let me tell you, Billy Joel is the only one that can put you in the New York state of mind. From Grown Man Talk, please state your name, gentlemen. Mr. Figueroa. And I am D. Morales. Happy New Year, Charlie. Happy New Year, Happy New Year folks. Man, it's great to be back. Start off fresh. Hit it up. Do a whole year for just, you know, podcasts. As you know, we we both started late in the year last year, and now we get a whole year to start off fresh. It's a, it's a wonderful right. feeling. Season two, season two. It's a beautiful morning, like the song says. And um, as it is, you know, we got to talk sports. And since I got Mr. Figueroa on here, as you know, at the end of this, we're going to talk a little bit of boxing okay. because we do have a few matchups coming up and a big fight coming up, as in Adrian Broner and Mr. Pac-Man is fighting. Pac-Yow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we got Boom Boom Andre fighting. Um, and wonderful feeling to see who Jacobs and Canelo's going to fight next. But until then, we got to talk basketball. And D-Nice, that's the way we need you to come in. The price is right. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, You're man. You're contestant. <laughs> you know, um, it's been wonderful. But let me tell you, man, watching um, Golden State collapse is – Actually, not too bad for the NBA, I would say, because a lot of teams are actually beating them, um, stepping up in the West Coast. And one of the key things I wanted to talk about was um, everybody's blaming Draymond Green's just the meltdown. Um, I listened to a lot of the ESPN and Undisputed on Fox Sports, and everybody's blaming book bag shooting Draymond Green. And I don't entirely agree with that narrative, I definitely say he has a lot to play with it because um, he is the vocal leader, you know, the heart and soul, blah, 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 play with passion. To me, that's just another excuse for being an airhead while you're on the court for making stupid moves, uh, quote, unquote, you're passionate. But um, I just think it has more to do with the team overall than the uh, chemistry. To me, it's just Steph playing is the only one that's playing correct. But tell me your thoughts on it. Do you play Draymond or – is it more to do with just just the um, book bag shooting um, guy? <laughs> you really shoot some book bag? <laughs> Yo, I want to say, um, Charlie, I, 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 I agree with you. Draymond is not the only problem. Mm-hmm. They've encountered quite a bit of problems with the team chemistry-wise. I think uh, the whole thing with DeMarcus Cousins' pickup wasn't a really – it sounded good, but it was like it's. I don't think it was a good pickup for them because mm. it didn't solidify their whole weakness was always the center position. But they've always made it by by using serviceable big men, right? So mm-hmm. they didn't really address that. You got one, you know, one of the best guys, and now people are just attacking them on the inside. I feel like every game, it's like uh, um, they're getting attacked, and and it's always in the middle. And and I feel like maybe Draymond's injured. He's not – He obviously, he always goes through this year in, year out where he, he steps it up a notch. But I feel like maybe injuries, maybe age. He's 28 now. Charlie, how old is he? He's 28? He's 28 going on 29. Um, Damn, his type of play, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, we would agree, Charlie, that that type of physical style ages you a little faster than, you know, your finesse-type players. I exactly agree with you. It's funny you said that um, early um, on the show. I had a few guys on, and we were talking about that. And it's funny because I said the exact same thing. I said 
that type of player, um, being Draymond, already undersized, not the fastest, not athletically gifted. You know, he's not going to jump out the gym. He's not going to shoot you, shoot your lights out. Um, he's somebody who plays, who's a hustle hard kind of guy. Um, throws his body on the line and everything like that. You know, um, that type of play, man. His lifespan is really in the NBA. It's about seven years. Yeah, and I feel like he's he's you know, reaching it. Yes, he's gotten slower. Um, before maybe he dunked on somebody, you know, catch them by surprise, but he's getting that sent back. Um, I, you know, when it comes to his three point shooting, I'm not really too concerned about that. When you look at his track record, he's only had one good year where he shot at an average NBA average at three point. So, um, I'm not too really, you know, everybody's getting on. Oh, he's shooting terrible. Well, he, he's never been a great three-point shooter. That's what Stephen Clay's for and, right. and KD. So I'm not big on that. But, you know, he, he used to be a guy who would back you down in the post, at least score down there in the 15-foot area. And he's not even giving you that. They're doing terrible passes. But also, it's a key thing, man. Tell me if you agree or not. Ever since the 50-point game, where's Clay been? It's, you really read my mind. <laughs> I was about to talk about Clay right now. That's what's been really hurting them. You know, Clay mm -hmm. was was the, the you know he was every, every night you can count on consistency with him. I don't know of it's you know people are saying that maybe it could be the offense that I feel like the ball is kind of in KD's hand a lot this year. Yeah, more right? ISO than more moving the ball around as uh, as they usually do. Definitely, um, they playing more that. Um, late. I feel like, like that '90s kind of style of ball. Almost. I feel like KD's almost trying to emulate LeBron in terms of he's showing. I got another bag of tricks here where he's not sticking. He, you know, he he is a you know a player, offensive wise. That's great, but I think he's trying too much to make to make the offense instead of just sticking to what he does. I, I want to see. I want to see Steph run the offense a little more, you know? Yeah, he should because he is an MVP candidate right now, especially even after missing a week and a half or two weeks that was um, with that injury. Here's what I would say, and that's an issue that's over everyone's head but Steph because he's already solidified with his contract, is that they're thinking Clay, KD, Draymond, okay, where am I going to be next season? Because Draymond could potentially get traded, right? Right. Um, because they already shown that their loyalties to go towards Kevin Durant and not towards Draymond Green. Uh, Clay Thompson may think, you know, we don't know what he's thinking. He could be thinking, you know what, maybe I could go on my own or, you know what, um, how much money am I going to get? Or, you know, maybe if I shoot the lights out, play Willie really well, I get a huge contract. You know, so it's a lot of things that's floating around with just this year because, you know what, we all know that next season it's not going to be the same. And they know it too. Those three guys know it damn well that it's not going to be the same. Only ones that are not worried is Boogies and, yeah. and Steph. But, you Charlie, know? you know, when you talk about Golden State and you think about they've been able to have some big guys there even I think Zaza did a good job. I he think. did a he was serviceable. Did Zaza oh, did what he's supposed to do? Um, he didn't score. You know, he he did drop some buckets, but I felt like the setting of picks. He that was, was a yeah. He oh he was awesome with that. And he, yeah. believe it or not, he was a deterrent in the post because though he wasn't tall, he was a wide body and he was yeah. hard to move. Um, 
they definitely missed JaVel McGee shot blocking. I don't care what nobody say. Um, You're on point with that, Charlie, 100%. He was, yeah, he was was a hustle guy, and he looked to uh, to block shots. Wasn't a great rebounder, you know, but he looked to block shots, was always on there, and he was somebody who they could lob it up. Um, DJ definitely has toned down his game. I thought he would have been a great replacement being younger, um, same thing, athletically gifted, you know, not as tall or in, or long as McGee, which, you know, does cause a little bit of problems. See, when you have somebody like that who who only can um, get the air up there like the movie, you know, and Kevin Bacon <laughs> going to South Africa. <laughs> but, you know, he's long, so that helps out a lot. You know, it's, it's difference between Harrison Barnes and, and KD, both athletic. I mean, you know, but the difference is KD is longer. Those long arms, they help Giannis, for example. You know, long arms, they help you. I mean, look, the man hop steps from the three-point line. So, it, you, you know. And, Charlie, um, not to interrupt you, but I don't see Golden State. The thing with Golden State, I think this is their last run of the year. Oh, definitely. You know, definitely. I think their last run. I don't see their program. I don't see them as like a dynasty where they have – guys coming in their system where they're like heir parents, like, you know, like they got a, a budding young point guard that is almost threatening Steph to, you know, take more minutes of them. They ain't got none of that. They don't have a two guard. They don't have a, they don't have anybody on their bench that's threatening to take away a starting position off anybody. They got nobody to plug in there and say, Hey, you know what? Um, Clay is, is not hot right now. He's not, you know, he's not really. We, we're going to put a guy in, take some of his minutes, give him a little rest. They don't have any of those guys. Well, they don't. Um, the bench is depleted, which is a big thing. You don't have the David West kind of guys no more. The exactly. You don't um, have you're guys. missing that. Um, they shown that they can't, they don't have good scouters because um, Jordan Bell and DJ, um, those guys are decent, but those guys are prospects. You know, let's just keep it real. They're experiments. You know, those guys need garbage time before they get can get centered getting 15 to 18 minutes every night consistently. There's a difference. And um, that's the key thing, what you're saying, because you know what? What are you building for for the future? But this is what I will say. You can get something for Draymond Green. Package him mm-hmm. right. Um, and I, you know, I see Golden State, man. They want to be in the long haul till Steph is no longer there. And here's the thing: Steph, being the shooter that he is, and having the ankles wrapped up and mummified the way they are, <laughs> he can last. He can last. Know, he can last, man. Him and Clay can last. The Splash Brothers can be together for a very long time because when you're a shooter, you know you have longevity. As Reggie Miller, Larry, Bar- a lot of these guys, you know, um, who who shot the ball, who shot the three very well, or even learned to shoot the three to stay in the league even longer. I love Vince Carter, Jason Kidd. Right. So, um, I I don't know. Their front office is their two face um, coin flip. You don't know what they're going to do. Um, I I can I I want to agree with you. You know, I'm somewhere around the 60-40 split because they really haven't shown that they have pieces built for the future like that, mm-hmm. post-KD or Clay or Dre. Um, but I do believe maybe – I do believe that organization could do something, though. Um, or at least we both agree it's definitely not Dre, yeah. but – But, um, you know – Go ahead, man. 
Charlie, the whole thing is historically every single, even not even in sports in general, every time you have something like that where it's, where something is so dominating, they just it just crashes all of a sudden. You understand? You don't. I don't see people flocking to go to Golden State. They kind of people. No, they're not very, yeah. very well liked in the league. No, you they're don't not. even hear guys going, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to Golden State." They're kind of anti. They're probably thinking, you know, I'd rather go to Houston, or I'd rather go to the to the Celtics, or I'd rather go anywhere else except align myself with these guys. And um, Draymond is definitely declining. I don't see them paying him the ransom of what he's what he. They will to get. not. They will let him walk or trade him before they would give that man that type of money. They're not that stupid. Mm-hmm. I will give him that, which I like. And um, he's he's a proud guy, though. I don't see him taking, you know, like them even going to him and being like, "Look, sitting him down and saying, look, we we love you here, we want you here, but we want to keep KD. That's the whole thing. We want to keep KD, so we can't pay you. <laughs> so if you want to stay, stay. If not, um, sorry. I mean, he if has he's five. smart, he would because at his age, he only has maybe one year left. What another yeah. team? Uh, before he to me, he collapsed. Uh, you know, Charlie. Uh, I, I got a question for you. Talk to me. How do you feel that? Do you with with the you know? And it was funny because he someone. Oh man, I can't think of it. You you will correct me because I know you know that conversation of people saying that he wouldn't he wouldn't start on any other team mostly. How do you feel about that? Um, oh no, definitely he wouldn't. He would be a uh, Jerome Williams, junkyard dog. He yeah, would be I, somebody coming off the bench, Eduardo Nahara, you know that type of guy. Statistically, you know what? He, statistically, yeah. I know he wouldn't because you, you know, know what though. <sighs> Matter of fact, you know what? Potentially, he could start on a few teams. And the reason I say this, hit me on this, and you know what? It all depends on what pieces he got mm-hmm. around him. He, The man was almost a walking triple-double. Give me right. like 14, 9, and 8. So, you know, very small. Like, he's, it's not Westbrook triple-doubles. It was 28, right. 15, or uh, the LeBron, Westbrook, um, LeBron triple-doubles. But... He was still patting the stats, which is pretty damn good. So there's a strong potential. I think he could yes. start. Okay, he could start for maybe I think maybe four of the teams and the rest. Hell, right? No. I you see. Know, for, I see him for a championship having, team. No, absolutely not. I see him having the allure of a Serge Ibaka. You know what I mean? Like a team. He's he's not a guy that you, and Ibaka's been playing. Well, as a but there was a year or two when he got that kind. Like, oh what, yeah, after oh on? yeah, after he got he moved to um to Canada and um yeah, yeah. It, just, it just wasn't the same. He 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 just wasn't the same. Um, he even left Kerry Hilson. He, he just went nuts. <laughs> that man just went crazy, it's, man. It, something was wrong there, like Madonna's ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He like, just shouldn't even be there. Uh, <laughs> Even Madonna's ass has got to stop. <laughs> Holiday. <laughs> For all those that don't know what we're talking about, go listen to Grown Man Talk, episode 11. <laughs> out now, right? Something's out going tonight, on with Madonna. Out tonight. Out tonight. D said, fuck the radar. He went sonar. Sonar. The album recaps be fire. Oh. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, he definitely. I would have to say nah. But Tom Izzo also said though, you know, as good as his play is, his biggest downfall is his character, is his attitude. Oh man, you know, and it's always been a thing since Michigan. Um, and you gotta understand, 
if a college coach cannot correct that in college, it will not be corrected in the NBA. Yes, it's, magnified it's just, almost, right? So yeah, feels yeah, like big time. It's gotten worse. Yeah, it's big time. Um, so since we're on the West Coast, man, let's um, keep the gold on and put the purple on with it. Let's go oh, down yeah. to Laker Town. You know, um, as we know, LeBron has been hurt. And um, the Lakers have been getting their ass whooped without <laughs> LeBron. But the bright side is, man, let me tell you this. There are three bright sides. Kuzma is balling out of control. Oh, yeah. Lonzo Ball is showing he can run an NBA offense with no problem. And play defense, he just needs to stop shooting free throws like Ben Wallace. And um, <laughs> KCP is showing either he needs to stay Oh, that's the best trade bait you got right now because this man is averaging 20 off the bench. Damn that. This man is doing great things. Um, I like – and here's the thing. It goes back to a few episodes um, I had said. I believe you were on that episode too. I had talked about it. You know, if LeBron going to L.A. actually hurt the young guys because though they have lost these games – I, I like what they're doing. You got to, you, if you're a Lakers fan, you got to be happy. Though you are losing, you got to be happy what your young guys are doing. Yes, they are crumbling in the fourth quarter, but hey, that's what a young, inexperienced right. team does. And um, like I said, I was um, early on the podcast talking to the other guys um, you know, for, that I had on speaking with them. I said, you know, the difference is why they're crumbling in the fourth quarter, inexperienced. Because you got to understand. They had LeBron for those fourth quarters. Now, there is no LeBron, so they need to figure out, okay, you know what? Who's the go-to guy? And guess what? They'll never figure it out because even if the part of the time they do, LeBron will be back. And guess what? Who's the go-to guy? LeBron. So, right on. To me, it's a catch-22, if you think about it. Let's, let's be logical here. Break that down. You know, I think that team actually – if he was hurt, let's say, for two months, I think they could actually start to get it together because I, I, I think Luke Walton flourishes when he has his young guys. I'm Let's be honest. They won 35 games in the tough West Division last mm-hmm. year with rookies and a rookie coach that nobody believed in. And um, I'm sorry. I think, really, if you look at the offense, yeah, the defense is going to struggle, but guess what? They don't have defensive pieces. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? LeBron is probably playing the best defense he's has in three years. You know, especially according to the NBA. Um, quote unquote. You think it's taking a toll on him? I mean, father time has to catch up sooner or later, man. You, you know, think, you think right now, you you know, I I feel like maybe they're asking LeBron for a little more, and and this is scary because exactly mm-hmm. what you've been chiming on and every you've been saying and and in the last podcast speaking on LeBron. And the Lakers and everything, you you've been saying you've been ringing the alarm. This is this has got to be scary for these young guys, because there's no team where I've seen a young guy f- that LeBron's been on flourish. I've actually seen them get traded. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You got to think about it. Games, if you know he has missed or whatever, the teams have struggled without him. Yes, this team is struggling, but they're scoring. They're putting up points. I mean, struggle as putting up points, playing defense. This team showed, even without LeBron, they can still put up points. But the problem is inexperience. Yeah. And um, 
You're not going to get there, and the chemistry once again is going to change, and that's the hurtful thing about LeBron being out. Is okay now they getting Kuzma's dropping damn near thirty a night. Ball is getting damn near triple double. Some of this is going to have to stop now because LeBron is coming back. And I said I think LeBron should play off the ball. Let Lonzo do his natural thing. Absolutely. Stop having him being. Uh, stop trying to have Alonzo Lonzo Ball become a shooter. He is but not you think, a shooter. Yes, he's shooting good. That is not a problem. You, you think, know, you think they're his. Go ahead. I'm you sorry. think they're regressing? You think they're regressing this year? I think they might have closed out games better last year than they are this year. Oh, damn near. Well, it seemed like they hustled more defense. Um. You you know what? They also is another team that has a black cloud over them, and it's kind of messed up if you think about it because they're a young team, and these guys got to think, damn, I was comfortable here, but any one of us can go. Mm. You know, you got to think about it as a young player. That's not easy also playing with that on your shoulder every night that, damn, if I don't play good, there's a strong chance. Or even if I do play good and, you know, they just ain't feeling me, I'm gone. Because and, the and Lakers have to make a trade. They, they do have to make a trade. The other thing that concerns me is there's so much uncertainty. So when you got a guy that builds up a, a good rapport with a, with a coach like Walton, these young guys, some of them, he's been on, on shaky ground. You have Ball, the elder Ball, saying, my son, you know, starting all this shit. You got other players that have excelled under him. So you got guys sometimes that like coaches, but yet LeBron, to me, has is not sold on him. So at any time, this whole team could change with LeBron just being like, I don't want this coach here. Oh, for example, you said it best. Um, Blatch. Didn't he have mm -hmm. a winning record when they got rid of him in Cleveland? Right. Blatch had a winning what coach you know has a winning record and they get rid of you. <laughs> you know, Blatch wasn't doing bad. He's, at a, all. he's a coach killer. You know that. And every, he'll say that he's not, but he is he a coach is killer. He is a coach killer and um I said this before, LeBron, I think if he would have stayed in Miami under Pat Riley's tutelage, a strong chance he could have had six rings already. Yep. But the problem is oh. he's not bigger than, you know, Pat Riley is a player, that, a coach that doesn't believe that the players, you know. And president, yep. Yep. And, pres and president, Pat Riley's like, listen, I got this title for a reason. I'm not going to give you power that mm -hmm. puts you on the same level as me. Then that doesn't make sense. Then what, what I have this position for. And he's 100% right. As we spoke about, again, in our earlier podcast, or going back to organizations, and we spoke about basically what we like to call the branches of government for the NBA. You know, when you have these bodies such as the GM, the president, the coach, right. and the player, we feel that you should just have those guys filled with individuals who are good at that position and not, you know, have somebody, you know, playing all three, you know, positions or coach being the GM and the president and, you know, let, let give everybody their position, let them do what they do. Um, some people are with this whole, you know, Oh, well, the players need the freedom. Let they do, let them do what they want to do. And blah, blah. Then you know what you, people don't understand without organization, you have chaos. Right. And Charlie, am I think there's something that people are losing. Whether you like LeBron or you don't like LeBron, one of the best players. Oh, of, of, of all time. Of all time. Of all time. And 
we and, and, like, and you, you know what? Not to cut you off real quick, and that's mm-hmm. why they can't call us a LeBron hater. Though we get on him about these are just facts. What we get on him about? There's there's nothing that yeah. we make up. Make we're not up. making we're not making up anything against LeBron. If we're telling you that he lost in the finals such such time or this and that, these are things that actually happen. But we will never say that this man is a terrible play. But go on with your with your uh, my my point that. I'm trying to make is with LeBron. LeBron's already moving into the next phase of his career. Oh, yes. Agreed. Yes. He's he's moving on. He doesn't see himself as an equal with the coaches. He sees himself more aligned with owners. And and he's moving on because this man is going to own his own team. He's going to be like like a Magic Johnson. He's aligning himself for his – he's going to have – uh, he's changing the way that players are, are thinking about the game. He's you hear how he talks, you hear how he speaks about play. This guy is is gonna surpass. He's he's talking yeah. about himself as a goat, and he's making his own argument now. He's making he's past yes. the point of proving. He's making himself the goat outside of winning he, NBA championships, right? And that's what people don't understand. And listen, I'm hyped about you doing this for the school. You know, you help the community. I I really do like that, you know, when it comes to social issues, LeBron is out there with that. But I like to keep it NBA. And, you're, uh, you're 100% right, When Charlie. it comes in the NBA, yeah, um, he can't be the GOAT. And, and that's the thing. You know what? You're right. He's going to He's going to create this yeah. reality. You're right. He's going to pass Magic. I do believe he could be the first player to own an NBA team, a franchise. I mean, no, I mean second, because I believe Michael Jordan does own the um. I'm sorry, Charlotte um, the Charlotte Hornets. If I'm not mistaken, he does oh, a good percentage of he's it. He's a good yeah. He's 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 a partner in that. Yeah, but but Charlie, right? Think about it. He's he's going to you see, Derek Jeter, right, is another a player that. Left sports, mm. and he wanted he wanted to create. You know, his team stinks. We, you know, that it's going to mm-hmm. take him a long time for them to even. And he did it like a sap. But you know what I like about it? He did it like a salad assassin, though. Right, exactly. And he also he also has a media. You know that he started that media with with the players, which I don't know how that how that's going. But my my point to that with with uh, LeBron, LeBron has with with uh, his team has a good support. They got good. They got um. They have good links with finance. They got good links with players. These guys, he's got a good um, relationship with the union. He's with Magic, who's probably he's teaching him Magic. everything, you know, that they he knows. They are grooming him. Now he's making the argument of he ain't talking about being one of the best. He's saying, I am the oh, best. Oh, we're going to get into that. What? Yeah. And Boy, he's, he's going to keep going with this. And this is what it is now. Because in five years from now, he might have a good majority of all the statistics. And when somebody looks at him that doesn't know basketball yep, in 10, 15 that, years, yes. that hasn't, hasn't mm-hmm. seen him play, you're going to, they're going to, or seeing him play when, you know, at, at the tail and they're going to see all these accolades. It's going to be hard. Then, you know, I never see They're going to say, I've never seen Michael Jordan. Who the hell is Michael Jordan? Yep. That's somebody. My grandfather knew. Yeah. I just wear sneakers, be, you know, yeah. I mean, this is going to be the argument. Yep. And you know what? 
They'll be like, who, the dude makes sneakers? Yep. Yeah. Them shits don't even sell no more. Right. And, and Space Jam is going to be like... And like he's um, doing part two. Don't be shut down, man. Don't be shut down. He's, he's taking a hit, too. Come on. Yo, but, you know, here's the, here's the thing. Because ain't getting that income tax check, Hustle. I, I understand what he's doing. And at some point, I can't be mad at that. To, because here's the thing. he He's smart. The guy... Is is a genius. You you got to give him that because he's he knows that I can't pass Jordan and chips. I probably won't pass. I there's a strong there's a strong possibility I could pass Jordan and I can't pass Jordan and right. and um in scoring points. You know I think he may pass. You know Michael. I yeah. definitely don't think he'll pass Carl Malone or Kareem. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it happening. That's very hard. Very hard to do. Um, like you said, he definitely is building his Mount Rushmore, but on a different mountain. You understand what I'm saying? Because he's not. It, he's Charlie. not. That's a great way to put it. He's not doing it from an NBA perspective. He isn't, and he wants to make himself as a social leader greater than Muhammad Ali as that figure combined with winning. But he's creating a new narrative. But you know what? Here's the thing, and maybe um uh you know Mr. Figaro can step in on this. Here's the thing that kills me and I, I kinda thought about this yesterday. Check this logic out. People you know people love winning or so they say. Okay, so let's forget about the Conor McGregor and the little um Japanese anime action figure Floyd Ford. Floyd record yeah, is perfect. Right? Though people bash him. Right, you go to LeBron, his chip record, nowhere near perfect, yet people praise him. It's just, and, and, and it's odd to me that you reward somebody, you know, who doing everything outside of their sport to make themselves look good, but you don't reward someone who actually, you know, put himself on the line, like worked his ass off to have a perfect record. You know, it it's just it's just crazy to me how how people get, love winning, but just twist it to what I guess when you have a certain bias or if you're just a fan of someone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, just, it's it's just odd to me. I I was like I I don't understand. No, that. I I I see I see the logic behind that, but I think that LeBron's and this is me being that I I wasn't a fan of Jordan. I think that at the end, what happens is his argument is always going to be. I was in the hunt every year and every year out. <laughs> You're right. I was there for the fight. So everybody else that says they were the best or, or claims to be, year in, year out, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the, the fight. Yeah, that is true. And people love to bring that up, man. There's so many facts that, you know, um, uh, next time I'm definitely going to play. And I'm actually trying to put together a, compl- a compilation of best of of LeBron is better than MJ facts that I mean stats that aren't facts because uh, Max Kellerman loves to say how you know LeBron was so much of a, of a better scorer than MJ but in 11 years MJ scored 28,000 points amazing right MJ damn near I think has 10 scoring titles how many LeBron has you think two one <laughs> How do you score better than someone 
And listen, we're going back to an era where hand checking. Yeah. Shots had to go before the whistle. People don't understand how. Please explain to people how big of an impact the shot before the whistle and the shot after the whistle. This continuation rule that Stern put in, one of the few rules he implemented before he bounced, you know, the up the scoring in the NBA because it was at, actually at an all time low. Please break it down to the people how serious that is, Charlie. I want to say that all these and this is my this is where I'm going to leave because there's so many different rules that were changed, and people want to say is to make the game more interesting. I think it was it was made because when Jordan played, I feel that all these changes were made and they were implemented. It was to make the game harder. You understand? Like, they tried to take it away. So they made all these little rules in order to make it easier in terms of, like, they took away the physicality of it Mm -hmm. because they were just trying to even up the playing field. Jordan, to me, for the eye test, was... I'm I'm biased. He was he was a better player than LeBron. I'm sorry, he was, I can't. He was, he was. I can't. I do you can't. think I'm you a, think LeBron? Do you think Mike would have scored more <laughs> if he would have had the the he was in this era with the um shots and when you get the foul, you know, you get the continuation after the whistle. <sighs> yeah, man, I I don't want it, Charlie. I don't to, not to taint it. I don't even want to say because I in my heart believe that he would have been a better player in this era. And and that's and that's um awesome. Um, one of the homies, uh, Sloyd Butler, had on earlier actually said that um, you know, the difference is you know he believes that Kobe could play in all eras, which I kind of agree. He said that Mike may have not been able to play in this era. I told him I disagree. That's with a good that. point. I told him I disagree with that. Uh, because you know he would say you know, um, the game is different, but because I told him also vice versa. I don't think LeBron would have been able to play in the 80s and 90s when it's quote-unquote the most defensive ever damn near in the NBA. I mean, you had guys who were just big for no reason and just as strong as LeBron, you know, to go through that night in and night out. And I say we can go back to when he was on Miami and he had to play the Bulls. He cried his ass off when he had to play against Boozer, Noah, Dang, and all and Kurt Heinrich, even with Kurt. So watch, bro, I remember watching Kurt Heinrich at some point shut LeBron down. Kurt, you remember Kurt Heinrich, yep. right? Yep. Damn shame. I don't, I don't know if the young kids remember. I was watching that, and the Bulls, he hated playing the Bulls because the they would give them more. And this was, I remember the year they didn't have D-Rose. I remember the meme going around where he was, yep. you know, falling into Kurt Heinrich's arms and, you know, sitting Crawford. there trying to, oh, my God, Jamal Crawford. These guys were giving them a run for their money. I watched the Bulls. Boozer was giving them a run. Noah, Noah hated them. Remember his famous line, who goes to Cleveland? Yeah, for what? For, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Even when they used to live in Cleveland, it's like, who, who goes to Who says, I want to go on vacation, let me go to Cleveland? <laughs> I know. He, and he used to abuse LeBron. I mean, he used to say some fucked up I love, I love no one. I love pussy or whatnot. He's like, I mean, it was just real disrespectful. He was wrong. I love no one for that, man. Charlie, another thing, another thing is too, we gotta, you know, not to get political, but in the fifty, in the sixties, even during West, you had players that were just way more athletic. When you had Russell, and then you had um, Kareem, you know, at, at the time when he was even like coming out of college, 
Luau Cinder. Luau Cinder. You had a lot of players, which for the majority were white players, were complaining about the physicality or the the yes. uh, the, the ability of how the African American players coming in the league. Well, they're not playing natural basketball. That's not basketball. They so because big and they're, black. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're stronger. They, you know, the way the way their athleticism didn't make it make it. Um, it wasn't. It was not an equal playing field. So all of that, people would, you know, they were changing the game. And then I felt like it got to a certain point of physicality where people were playing. When you had, you know, the Michael Jordan age, when it kind of topped out, and he they had so much athleticism. And then it kind of went, let's finesse the game a little bit more and take away because you did have a lot of physicality and sometimes mm-hmm. it turned into some fights. Yeah, debate. I mean, that was some of the hardest ever, man. We, you know, the see. Yeah, man. Listen, not that I'm an advocate of fighting or violence, you know what I'm saying? But listen, those guys, listen, man, it was a no nonsense league. There was none right. of this, this bull crap that happened now, man. Um, it, it, it's amazing. Yo, let me ask you something real quick. I was actually talking to a coworker of mine. So off the topic, real quick. Do you remember um, Bill Cartwright with the Knicks? Yes, yes, Bill Cartwright. Do, do, what do you? Cause I remember watching ESPN um, classics and things like that. I even I looked remember, up his stats. I, I, yeah, I've seen, I've seen some, you know, quite a bit of film of Bill Cartwright. I, 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 I like Bill Cartwright. You know, me and the coworker was arguing. Um, he said that he will pick. Bill Cartwright over DeAndre Jordan and said DeAndre Jordan was just a yeah, base. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and I said, what? He said he just blocks shots and uh, rebounds. I said, so how is that not a waste? I said, so Bill Cartwright wasn't a waste on the Bulls? I said, what the hell did he do but get abused by Patrick Ewing every damn time they went to the playoffs? Oh, I would have picked Bill Cartwright over him any day, especially Definitely when he not. was on the Knicks. I said, are you fucking kidding me? I said, okay. Okay, conversation is over. You got to pick somebody who, when Blake Griffin, let's let's go to the years when Blake was that hurt. That conversation should be more of, uh, you know, if you want to have an equal conversation, it would probably be Ewing to drum, you know, like to drum and not not Cartwright. I mean, Cartwright was a good no. Nah, I said, um, yeah, um, no, nah, um, 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 what you call it? Uh, not drumming. Um, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. Oh, all right. Yeah, I did. I still wouldn't put Bill Cartwright over even the even that still. Definitely, I wouldn't even. That's I what I was talking about. Not Drummond, thing. not Jordan. No, there's there's no way. I, and I looked at him. Sometimes you know, 100%. I love debating. Sometimes Silly. you just some people just have this imagination world at, at like Bobby's world. You know that old cartoon when you're on a little tricycle and shit just go crazy like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> like you just ate a bad batch. They of They argue. Just to argue, you know, and he's bringing this up, and he, you know, he's trying to get other people on his side. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I said, "I'm not even going to bring up the stats because I know for a fact, oh, were you alive?" People love to bring that, like, you know, I didn't watch the ESPN be Classic. <laughs> Listen, the guy was the guy is 50 years old, and I told him straight up, if I watched it on tape, that's way better than you telling me you remember it from the 80s where you were probably drugged up mostly and going to the limelight or score. So I said, get out of here with that. Don't give me that. And, and Charlie, another <laughs> thing, you know, is, yeah, like he's bullshitting because he probably ain't even watching uh, Jordan himself. When he <laughs> you said, know what I, mean? I, I, said I, I said, first of all, the Knicks traded Bill Cartwright for Charles Oakley, who was a, a quote unquote lesser player at the time. 
Right. And a different position. They traded. They got the better deal. I said, how's Charles Oakley, who was a better player? And I said, to be honest, I said, if we had to go talent, I wouldn't pick Charles Oakley over DeAndre Jordan. Hell no. Nah. But we go with right. Hart and, um, you know, you know, depending on whatever, because Charles Oakley, I'm sorry, couldn't play in this ever. He'd been fouled out in the first quarter. And that's, you know, fantastic. You had a, They had a center at that time, so it wasn't a necessity. He fit the necessity. But, you know, when you rank yeah. player to player, that's Yeah, different. but when you say, he said DeAndre Jordan just dunks and blocks shots, I said, and sometimes that's all you need because if I'm not mistaken, right now, tell me, what, what the hell did Luke Longley do? Exactly. So, but, you know, what? He gets, sometimes I just, you know, and this is for the people out there, you just can't. Get yourself worked up. I had to stop myself. I had to go <gasps> and just walk away. I had to do one of those. I said, what am I doing? I'm but it's up. like, Charlie, it's also like like sports radio. You hear people calling. Sometimes you want to oh, turn the radio off. You're like, my... this fucking idiot. That just Yo, oh, oh, makes my no God. sense. <laughs> Yo, that's why I stopped listening to sports radio. It's ridiculous. Oh, he sucks. He sucks. Yo, I trade him is... for whoever. You're like, first yeah. of all. Sell them for a dollar. Yeah, and there's some people just, you know, they want to, I guess they want to hear their own voice, how it sounds. Exactly. Like because, it, like you said, you, they call him, trade him, trade him, and you're like, who's going to take him? You're like, what? Who, who is this? Who's Joe the Smoke from Idaho? What? And who, yeah, and who's who's the GM that's going to agree to that after he gets fired? Oh, man. Mosey on long, you know what I'm saying? We're going, you know. Papa was a Roller Stone. We're going to go to Motown. And, um, let, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, somebody I want to talk about is very interesting. Um, before we get into the whole MJ, LeBron, GOAT conversation, because that's going to take up the rest of the time. That's going to get real we, serious. But are we going to talk about Tibbs? Oh, got to. Breaking. Oh, real talk. Before we move along the uh, Detroit, breaking news. This is crazy. I thought this was uh, actually a little too late. Should have happened a long time ago. As we know, Tibbs, coach and GM, 86, like they said in the 90s and 80s. He's 86, man. He's out of here. Praise We've been talking. You've been talking about this for quite a while. We've been Dave Dollar Tibbs is gone, man. He should he should have been gone a long time ago. You know what's crazy, though? Carl Anthony Towns, give it up, has been bugging since Jimmy Butler's left. I know. Wilding out. Wiggins playing great. They just beat the hell out of the Lakers last night. Or two nights ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, last night. Beat the shit out of him. I, um, I love Butler's game, man. <laughs> yo, did you, real talk. Um, before we um get off Tibbs, did you hear? He called out the coach in Philly already? Yes. He's a problem. Ball of confusion! <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, man. Straight up. I said, nah, no rules. Stop. Playing man, you Jimmy Butler is the new Steven Jackson of the yep, NBA. He done lost his damn mind, yo. He he really has lost his mind. I don't know if it's the haircut looking like the end of a, a carrot, you know. Or, <laughs> but he, he, what do you? First of all, you go into a team, you might not stay. Two. They already have their stars in Simmons and Embiid. Like, they traded a good piece in Covington. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Robert Covington is a, a, a lesser version of Trevor Ariza. This is a right. good piece you keep, okay? And he's still young. He plays great perimeter defense, and he can get hot from the three-point line. And he actually had shoots better than Trevor Ariza, to me, if I'm um, talking about a three-point um, bomber. And um, a few other ra- uh, draft picks, and, like, bro, pump your brakes. Easy, man. Easy. What what's wrong with him? I, listen, let's just pray he don't come to New York. That's all I care about. Yeah, I know. Pray he, he, he yo he's starting Charlie, to, he's starting he, to show that he's a. He, listen, when you become a locker room disturbance, I don't want you. It doesn't matter. You know his athleticism and all his. I mean, what he brings, it's, it's not, not worth, worth it. it. Yep. It's just too much of a distraction. Mm-hmm. And for me, I stopped. I soured on him when he was in in Chicago. He showed that. I thought, all right, that's frustration. You know? Yeah, you know winning what? Program. Yeah, it's not the and same. You're losing. Who, who you're losing. I understand that. Yeah. And then he went on and he dogged the one coach that was actually helping him out and that helped his career and that helped form. You know, he went from being a guy that you didn't know what you were going to get and then he, he ended up getting – um, maximum output from him. You didn't you know? know Jimmy Butler was supposed to be a garbage time guy, maybe catch a little alley oop here and there, sit your butt down. That Try man shows, it, that man turned into a great two way player. So happy uh, where he started and where he is now. But attitude, I, it's this 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 ego thing, man. I'm I'm gonna tell you this right now. A lot of young kids, man, are even watching. This is kind of pissing me off. They have an ego. This whole brand thing or this ego on better right. than the whole team thing. These This younger generation is bugged the hell out, man. They're crazy. Like, it, it, like the ADD is retarded and on he's these kids. And I feel like he's, he had some shit going on with D. Rose over there, too, when he was Yeah, up. he did. It was an issue about, you know, when D. Rose was coming back from injury and he stepped up. Oh, you know, you know, one of us had to go or could they coexist? There was a whole thing about that. And it was like, my man, you didn't win MVP. To me, that shouldn't even been a question. I feel like he should get punched in the mouth. <laughs> he's, he's a wild boy, man. Um, and you know what? I like his heart. You love a play like that, but like right. Draymond, your passion is a poor excuse for you being stupid and foolish. You being a jawhead on the court. And there's I no... feel like I feel like there's some of like some tension there. And I feel like that that little bit of they're saying there's a little bit of um tension between Embiid and uh Simmons. Yeah. Right? And they, um also did you see he um Simmons went for the rebound and be with yes. how he elbowed up. Listen, um, Embiid, I told everybody he had every right to be mad because as yes. a center, that is my job. You're the point guard. Let me give you the outlet pass, and you take it down the court. You do. You let me do my job. I know you're seven feet, but you are not the center. You are the point guard. And that's the problem sometimes when you have these point guards who are not point guard size. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? I like the fact that the kid wants to get the rebound. But let the man do his job. Let him sit there and take care of his estate. That's his property. Let him do what he do. You know what I'm saying? When he wants to sell his property, he'll call you and let you know what the realtor number is. Whereas right now, that is in beads and state. You need to let this man rebound and do what he do. That was do very bad. Do you think bad. the Sixers are going to resign? You think they're going to give him an extension, Butler? Hell, hell no. 
This, he's he's <laughs> This is the city of brotherly love, and you already acting like a distant cousin. Come on, man. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't want you, man. This is not somebody. This the person. This the family relative that comes to the barbecue and everybody. The record skip. He's just like, damn. When he leaving? You know, and it's almost like Charlie, right? It's like a gorgeous woman, but she's bipolar. <laughs> it's kind of like oh, that's every is woman. She worth it? That's every woman. That's every woman. Tell me what that is now. Oh, you gotta stab me if you love me. <laughs> yeah, word. I gotta get hit with a TV. You better throw the radio when I take a bath. That's right. right up in there. If I don't feel no electricity, it ain't real. You ain't bleaching my clothes. You don't love me. All right. All right. My car ain't keyed up, son. It ain't life. It ain't true love. That's not true. <laughs> so, you know, oh, but back to Tibbs, man. Um, It was only a matter of time, bro. It was only a matter of time. A lot of bad moves. Um, This is somebody... If this was football, he'd be a defensive coordinator. He's somebody who just needs to be an assistant um, coach and just wow, yeah. works on the defense because that is all he can do. Uh, similar to Don Nelson as being, you know, the offensive guru. But the difference is Don Nelson actually could coach. You know, Tibbs yeah. is not a coach. He's known for killing his players. I think he's one of the reasons why Derrick Rose can never heal because he kept killing the man every time he came back. You know, you wanted to see if he was uh, a cat that had nine lives and you killed 13 of them. <laughs> you know, it was a damn shame. I don't agree with that. You run like Dan guy. Tony, the knee killer. Yeah. Oh, man. Exactly. Oh, Dan Tony's definitely. <laughs> well, all that running gun, Dan, you, you're right. Cartilage be gone in two seasons. <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan. Of, I hope Tibbs, to be honest with you, never gets a job at the NBA again. Do you see him getting another job? Somebody's going to be that stupid. Oh, wow. Somebody's going to be that stupid. It happens. Um, when you when Steve Perry gets the job, yeah. I mean Scott Mills, yeah. These guys get the job, yeah. Um, the real guys you keep like Jerry West, Kiki Vanderweight, um, right. who deserves the job. If I'm going to give somebody a GM front office position again, give me Kevin McHale. You know, he to me, Absolute I thought he did age. good with the Rockets. You know, the worm. I thought he did good. Danny Ainge, the reason why he's still with Boston. They're saying Chauncey might, might be a candidate. Uh, not proven. That's... Okay. See, when they give Kevin McHale or Danny Ainge these positions, first of all, Danny Ainge is was with the Boston Celtics organization, as we know, since a player. So you get that feel around being in the organization, um, talking to people, dealing with um, higher-ups on a day-to-day, especially being that type of player when you're not a superstar. So you probably get a little more time, especially um, when it comes to, you know, with the, you know, doing leisurely things as chilling with the, maybe a boss or a scout or something like that. So these guys, to me, you know, were kind of groomed in. I don't know about Chauncey. I like him as an analyst. I don't right. think he's bad. But I don't know because you know what? For example, it, you know, even though the Danny A situation went good, you know, you could also counteract that because it didn't go good with Joe Dumas and Detroit Pistons because for you to pick Darko Milicek over Carmelo Anthony, you got to be a fool. Right. 
And, you know, cause to me, that's what stopped them from winning at least one more. I thought they could have won one more championship had they drafted Carmelo Anthony and not Dalton Milicek. So when you do stupid Although, things like, like could that. Could you imagine if they didn't? If they, if, say, for instance, all, 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 all alternate universe, they draft Carmelo Anthony and they don't. They don't even compete well because of him. I, I, I don't know. That? I don't think because you know what? That's what they needed was somebody they can get the offense to when they needed scoring. And you can't, you know why I can't say that? Carmelo's a pure scorer. He's going to get buckets. Especially, he's not, he's going to be unstoppable. It was just a bad move. But do you think his, his disruption of offense is, is just that bad? You think that he's a guy that he just makes a team terrible? Even though no, because player? you know what? Organization in the Pistons, Joe Dumars, he wasn't going to wild out like that. Right. Denver was an organization that was looking for a franchise, a face of the franchise. And when you're like that, desperate, you, you let your, you Sacramento with the uh, Boogie Cousins, um, Orlando with the White Howard, you let the player do whatever the hell you want. And those are um, organizations I mentioned at the time who were struggling and needed the face of their franchise. So when you do get that player, if they kitty or not, have an attitude, whatever, you're willing to deal with it because you know what? I need tickets sold. I need this arena seats filled up. So from a business aspect, I'm going to do whatever I need to do because you know what? Though we are losing, people are going to come to see this talent. That's true. 100%. And that's how I got to look at that one. Yo, Charlie, but something that's been like, and I wanted to discuss with you, and I I know sometimes, you know, this is thin line between sports and hate. So sometimes we may start on one end and then we end up on another because we're just going into topics. Parallel universe, man. Right. You know, the Nets, man. Hot. I, I, on a low, hot. I'm starting to think like, hot you know, low. they are. They had. They have a plan. They've been sticking to, right? Yes. And this kid, Allen, man, I, I, I honestly love Jared Allen. Show me uh, stuff that Jared, I, 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 something I'm, Allen. I don't want to say the name wrong, but the, if he's playing Frotastic. Yo, I, I just, <laughs> I just, I looked at him and I, and I thought nothing special, and I feel like, you know, he's just the person that that's just been. Year in, year out, getting better. Not doing watched, anything yeah. spectacular. Just, just old just school style. Thing. Yep. I watched him since he first came in the league, and he right. shot blocking. I was like, ooh. And um, his time has actually gotten better. Right. Um, he catches good alley-oops. He's somebody who doesn't go outside what he does, which I love that. Okay, cool. He he doesn't shoot 15-footers, but you know what? He's going to block 10-footers. You know, he's going to block He's doing his, his job. His job. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, if he can get a little bit more consistent. Then when he's playing good, when LeVert comes back, you know, he was playing great. Um, that team is moving the ball around and playing good. I, I, you know, it's they're making it, me feel conflicted, Charlie. They're it, me no, feel it like hurts the because the wrong track. Man. Yo, it, it it does because you know what? Here we have a somewhat proven coach, so called in yes. Fisdale, right? We actually have better talent than them, so called. But guess what? Uh, where has it gotten us? Because you know what? The chemistry is not working. I watch games where Mario Hazonia actually looks really good. I watch games where Enos Cantor, you know, is our best rebounder. So why is he not starting? That bothers me. Mitchell right. Robinson is our best defender, actually leading rookies in blocks per game. Kevin Knox has been aggressive one rookie of the um, month last month of December. So I don't understand um, 
you know, Tim Hardaway Jr., yes, he, his play has fell, has, fell off, has fell off a lot. I told people we over, we definitely overpaid for it. I didn't want him in first place. Um, Frank Nilekila, you know, has been a disaster. Trey Burke has been inconsistent. <laughs> Big um, time. You know, poor Zingas is still hurt. So, why, you know, we got really just as much, you know, just as many consistent players as Brooklyn Nets do, yet still they put the pieces together better. Uh, with the coach that is not as known as Fisdale, most people couldn't even tell me who the Brooklyn Nets coach is, but yet instead you can tell me who the Knicks coach is, but what are we doing? The lineup he's, has changed no, but he's drastically, kind of, man. The Nets, what's, I, I, I can't think of his name, but he they look like they got a plan. It looks like the GM and the coach are. They insane. are trusting their process, sort of They're like what Philly, what Philly was doing before. You know, the the, Knicks, decided to get the ball of confusion. I'm, and I'm gonna say something again, and I hate to continue harping on that because I want to be the Fizdale I, I thing, be, right? I don't think he was the right, the right nope. choice to get. I think he's nope. he's a massager of players. He talks the right game. Yes, he, he you know what? Yes, he's he's a. Uh, you know what? Um, I like speaking of Fisdale real quick. I did too. I, I thought too. Um, his thing. I tell me if you agree with this. Kind of pissed me off about Fisdale. Um, when the Knicks had to go play the Lakers, he he asked LeBron to go talk to Kevin Knox. And I'm like. What, 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 what the fuck is this? What, He's gonna pat him on the head. We were asking like, the enemy. Yeah, like, what do you? You're the coach. You tell this man what to do. You don't. And see, and that's the problem right there. Giving LeBron more power. Yeah. You are He's, the coach. You're asking a player. No, 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 no. Okay, you you want to talk about the player, the player. Okay, you have greats. You had Bernard King there who was just on – I saw in the picture talking to him not too long ago. You have Bernard King. You have Allen Houston's always around. You it. call Patrick Ewing. He's in Georgetown. He's not too far, damn it. Call Patrick Ewing. He'd be on the damn man track on the plane in no time. You know, I'm pretty sure John Starks is still around. Just tell him, listen, when you miss more than four, stop shooting. I'm pretty sure he can get good advice from anywhere the Knicks, you know, legend. Stop playing. Why do you – and you as the coach – why aren't you motivating him? And and let me ask you a question. People seem to lose this. Yeah, he's a he's a nice guy. He's savvy. He's cool. He's you know young in comparison to all. But what has he proven? Mm. He hasn't proven anything. He hasn't been part of listen, bro. Part of a winning program, mm. but he didn't coach. He was an assistant. He held the clipboard. He went to Memphis. That wasn't that great. He hasn't shown us that he has They got rid of chops. him for a reason, and I said yeah. that. One second similar. What have he? What did the, he had a, a decent season? They're almost similar coaches. You they, know what? You know what though? I thought it was messed up. Hornacek was in the Phil Jackson regime, which he was forced to run the triangle offense. I actually thought before Phil came and that half a season, um, Hornacek had them coaching. He had them moving the rock good. Yeah. So I actually actually liked Hornacek. I thought he didn't get a fair deal because he came. He Phil came. Phil came in right afterwards and said, "You gonna have to run this triangle." And he dealt with the mellow shit. Yeah, and that which wasn't easy either with the Phil bashing him. That wasn't easy. Um, I agree with you, man. I'm being real with you, man. Just open the door and get his passage to the seat on this Fizdale Express. That he got. I'm not a fan of him. He's got to show me. 
He he has a lot to prove. Like all I'll tell you right, I'll and tell you we're right. regressing. I feel yes, you big time. Let me tell you right this. Let me tell you like this right now. By next season, if we're around this time and we are way under five hundred and we have a healthy Porzingis, and we actually got some, if, let's say even if we don't get somebody, because you know what, the hype should be just either we getting Zion Williamson or we getting somebody through the free agency. Because as an organization, I got to think like, you know what, what if I don't get none of that? I need to work with what I got to see what I can do. And then, great, if I do get somebody through free agency and I do get a Zion Williamson, that's even better. But as of right now, if I don't get any of that because things happen, are the Knicks going to do, going on another oh, oh, 20 and uh, twenty and uh, 62 record or something? <laughs> what I'm yeah, it's crazy. Hey, are, are we going like that again? Is this, is, is this going to happen? Because- I feel like there's one foot in the door, one foot out. If you're going with the youth, then get rid of Courtney Lee. Get rid of yeah. Rid, don't tell Jeez, me you're going piece. with the youth and you have these guys. Yo, get can, rid of Cantor. Can you no? But this man is a what? This man has games where he's put, already put up twenty something rebounds. Why would I you? Agree. I like you him. Not going to get rid of you. Not going to find nobody like him. We need. That's to get, what I'm saying. Or commit to him and give him the time and saying, you know what? This is. I just feel like they they they're not even showcasing him. Good enough. No, they can say it's, it's which is why he's actually not to cut you off. He's coming out saying things because you know what? I'm confused too. Like Cantor, like be honest with you, talent wise, he is the best we got. It ain't exactly. Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, and that was a steal because be honest, the I used to love to watch him and Stephen Adams play in right. Oklahoma. Those two were a force when it came to get rebounds. He is a monster on the boards. That is hard to find in the NBA. You we keep came that. off great when you think about it. That oh, we came to get, yeah, oh, we that but we came. they sh- they should be featuring him. He should be starting. He sh- they should be like uh, Robinson is gonna be, is gonna back him up. Not he's the oh know, or start those two because you know what one is defensive the other one grabs boards you you have a hell of a you know what you won't score too much ten. down low I mean but damn man your defense would be real Fisdale and he plays the smallest lineup sometimes right. I like Trey Burke but listen man Trey eh. Burke, Trey Burke <sighs> he's good he's all right. <laughs> He's I, all right. That's I, it. Like, no yeah, man. Pays. He pays the rent. <laughs> yeah, you know. He pays his rent on time. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, maybe a few hours late, but forget about it. Who are you Who are you really excited about that you're like, wow, You everybody's a question mark? No, but, Kevin Knox, I said, you know, once he becomes, and I said, if he gets aggressive like he did in the summer league, he's going to be a problem. And already he got aggressive, and he's become a problem. Uh, yeah. Mitchell Robinson, he needs to become a little bit more healthy. He's been injured yeah. too many too many uh, times with the ankles. But when he's the man, already broke the Knicks record with thirteen blocks in a game as a rookie. Yeah. I I like those guys. I'm excited. That's about it. Them. But that's all. But we there's got. nobody there that you gotta you gotta sit him down and be like, man, I don't really want to sit him down. Everybody. Yeah, there those is- guys actually. Yeah, you be real with you. Knox and Mitch Robinson should be getting strong minutes off the bench. Or if they are going to start, you know what? Play them out. They're young. They're 19. These boys are going to play 40 minutes a game for me. That Right. Exactly. They're going to play because you know these are my cornerstones. I got to give them that time that they need. I agree with you. Well, like you said um, in a few podcasts before, if there's their rotation, 
I mean, his lineup confusing is, is, is terrible, man. <laughs> I'm confused. He, he switched. He he switched it more than than um uh, Hillary Clinton campaign, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> it, this this shit is ridiculous, man. Um, but real quick, man, let's let's let's, let's talk about Detroit. Not even Detroit, man. Right. You know what? We're gonna save Detroit for another time. Okay. Because you know what? I got I got to get multiple perspectives on this. You know, I had people on earlier, as as I told you. Yo, know, I really want to discuss. This MJ, this LeBron proclaiming that he's the GOAT. And I want to know, what's your feel on it? Because, I mean, you spoke about it a little bit, you know, with him, you know, building his Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. on a different piece of land and everything like that. But um, I had played the snippet earlier of Chris Webber and Kevin McHale, actually, and Isaiah Thomas actually very upset because they actually thought it was disrespectful. Especially Kevin McHale was very um, voiceless about it, saying, you never heard Kareem or, you know, all the years he played with Mike and, you know, Larry Bird. You never imagine, you never heard these guys say they were the great. You know, yeah, you let your peers do that for you. And I think that is true because even at your job, when you do something good and you're known for doing that, you get gratification knowing they call you, hey, that's the dude that does that well, or that's that man, that's exactly. that dude, you know. That's you getting praise from your peers and acknowledgement saying that you are the man for what you do doing this. You know what I'm saying? And I agree with Kevin McHale. It needs to be the same. It's like a nickname. You don't give yourself a nickname. Ah, yes. You don't give yourself a nickname. It's just, it just isn't real. Well, People... <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's like eight Eds and one Ed, though. You know, it's like splitting Ed. You know, it's like twelve personalities. <laughs> they all got a nickname. But it, to me, I, I agree with that. I don't. I, I, you know, it was crazy. He said it on his barbershop where everybody was watching. He knew. First of all, I disagree with him. I don't believe the Golden State Warriors that were in '73 and '9 were better without KD. Because if they if that team was the best, then the no. team with KD yeah, right. that bust his ass in the finals, eight games to uh, to one because they went four and one, did four and zero oh, the following years. That's eight to one. That team is way better because you know what? There was no comeback. You couldn't have mount a comeback. So and Charlie, I, I don't even feel like that's you know what? It's just weird to me that maybe I'm. I, I don't even see that it's comparable in a way like i know the record is dope that seven you know but it doesn't even seem yeah it, it to does me. it doesn't seem it, the same. it's not like something that me and you would say the teams the teams they were playing a lot of these teams like denver and everything they didn't have nothing going for themselves it was and a perfect took, storm and, and they took advantage of it as they should there's no hate for it i'm never going to take that away seven three and nine right. is still very hard it's still a very hard feat to accomplish and you know I don't call them the best team. I think he's wrong on that, definitely. Um, and when he said it, he didn't even say what real confidence. Like, no, like you know, when I, he said when I beat that team, you know, I felt like I would say, you know, when I whooped their ass, that <laughs> should put me on top. I felt like felt like God on my mama, you know, what it say was, something like that, you know. It, it was almost like a dude to, like. Like he's been prepared, he's been much. saying it in the mirror. <laughs> like he's been practicing it, saying it in the medicine Word. cabinet mirror for like days and weeks. And he's like, "Oh, it's almost like 
Are you? <laughs> yeah. There's the big Are chance. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say, say. I am, I am go, go. Go. Yeah, he finally, and he couldn't really say it. Say it with your chest, you know. He couldn't <laughs> really. Again. You know, he couldn't really say it. I felt like he wanted to because, you know, he knew he'd get backlash from it. I knew. You know he does. Listen, the whole NBA disagrees. It just amazing me, amazing me, excuse me, that fans, um, agree with him. They agree that he is the best, and I'm sorry. It, as for me, you are not the GOAT. Um, I have a lot of people before him to keep it real. You know, I have Mike. I have Kobe. I have Kareem, a.k.a. Lou Alcindor. You know, to be honest with you, you're going to be shocked. But I have Tim Duncan over him. Wow. And nah, I, I like that. I just think and people are shocked, might be but more in, more Tim, in the Tim, conversation with them than Jordan. He might be in a conversation. He probably, to me, is behind Kobe. I, I, I don't know, man. Kobe, I like Kobe. I just think they should be arguing. You know, I don't see him in the same conversation as Jordan for so many reasons that I, I don't know are valid to maybe these younger guys, but competitive-wise and things that you can't just statistically state, it's just... You know, for sportsmanship, I don't see him being better as Jordan. Listen, you got to put him on the same level as D Wade, same amount of yeah. skips. Um, the only difference is, I think D Wade went three and four, in the, or no, D Wade has a better, I think, three or five in the finals. Um, D D Wade is also someone who's um, one to me played better defense um, than LeBron. I'm gonna keep it honest. Only thing I would have to say that would question D Wade's career would be his health because he was incredibly injured. Uh, right. Especially in the beginning of his career, but nevertheless, that man won the championship before LeBron and won two with. If I'm not, yeah, won two with LeBron. So you got to speak about D Wade now. See, there's so many people, you know, guys don't like to speak about. It. I'm only speaking about people with um, multiple championships. Uh, you know, I like Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, but these guys aren't on that level. Though they were, um, Kevin Garnett probably excelled in his position as well, but one chip. Just doesn't do it for me, you know. A chocolate chip cookie just doesn't have one chocolate chip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it ain't a real cookie. But these guys who won, um, they did it well. And a lot of people don't mention Tim Duncan, which is sad. Oh, phenomenal, phenomenal play. And, and I'm telling you, as a Knicks fan who who hate the Spurs, it took us out '99. I'll never yeah. forget that. I hate him with a passion. But you gotta understand. Um, Tim Duncan was a problem, and this man has championships more than LeBron. What 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 would LeBron have to do at this stage in his career to become a goat? Oh, he he'd have to win three in L.A. for me. Okay, you have to listen, Jordan. I don't think he has. Does Jordan has? Oh man, I'm glad I'm, it's getting late. My brain is trying. I'm trying to. Remember, <laughs> I'm trying to remember if Jordan had. I think he has more chips than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right? Kareem has one with the Bucks, and then he has what? Uh, five. Five with the Lakers. Five, five, five. five. So okay, so I think he has the yeah, same amount, more MVPs. You know, that's another guy people don't talk about the goat, but this man. Also won championships with two different teams. Let's keep that real with two different names. Let's keep that real. Um, won the most MVPs out of any player who's ever played, even Bill Russell. And that's another guy you got to talk about. Bill Russell won 10 NBA championships yeah. straight. 
you know, and the first that's, ever that's player. crazy to me that he's not in the conversation. You know, first ever player coach. Um, LeBron is the Wilt Chamberlain. Great physical aspect. Never seen something like this. You know, this guy's put up phenomenal numbers. He's big. He's strong. Unstoppable. He broke the assist record. could score. But guess what? Just come up big all the time to win the championship. Because real talk, as great as Will Chamberlain was, Will didn't win like that, brother. He didn't win till he got to um, shit. Was the Sixers or was it the worst? Damn, oh, I'm trying to remember. Lord Jesus, I'm going back, <laughs> going back in the memory banks. But keep it real, he he didn't win for a while because Bill Russell was stopping him. Bill, Bill Russell. Russell was stopping him. And the thing I like to say: Who is LeBron stopped from winning chips? Jordan stopped legends, people considered the greatest 50 uh, NBA players of all times, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. You know, he has stopped these guys. There was just so much opposition. You know, I, I don't feel like LeBron, LeBron's got good teams that he's facing, but you have a lot of players that are competing, and it's just if their team are, are able to put it together, you know? Some people tell me, uh, um, they say, you know, well, Jordan didn't face this kind of talent that LeBron had to face and go. Nah, they, and I say, so um, teams like, listen, um, Utah Jazz was devastating, bro. Yeah. They should have actually won on paper. They should have won. And their defense was, was awesome that year. They should have won. Uh, Phoenix was supposed to win that year. Portland was supposed to win that year. They had a great – come on, Clyde, Cliff. Um, Duckworthy was still good. Rod Strickland, uh, Terry Porter. Like, come on, are you kidding me? These guys all had, you know, more than um, – they had more talented players. You know, Bulls outside of Jordan and Pippen, um, before Cool Coach came, who yeah, B.J. Armstrong? B.J. ain't wild out like that. I don't see I, – I, yeah, I, I, it's, it's just not to me. And you know what? In three, four years, maybe there won't even be enough steam for anybody to be blowing it to say otherwise. i tell you like this, though. If he takes any more L's in the finals, that shit's got to stop. <laughs> no, honestly, no, seriously. No, seriously. I, I'm not even making a joke. If he takes any more L's in the finals – that that shit's got to stop. Like, bro, I don't care how many times you've been there. You could take the girl home all every night, <laughs> all the time, you know, but if she don't let you in the hit, guess what? You still a virgin. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's Third simple. Base. You know, it, you ain't hit the home run, nor you ain't scored. You know, we just keep it like that. But that's just my fix on that, man. That's just how I feel, man. Mr. Figueroa. Yo. That time, time for that time, huh? Time for that round one. Fight. <laughs> Fight. We got, um, we got the 24-7s already showing up, man. For the Pacquiao and Adrian Broner, man. Yeah. Let the side show begin. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Step right on one of the hits. That's right. That's how we got. Blue Magic. Side show, man. Pacquiao's going to beat the brakes off that dude. Oh, <laughs> 
Pacquiao looks good, man. man. I was watching the twenty four seven. Uh, Pacquiao looks 24/7 good. Twenty four seven can make can make twenty four seven make Robert Guerrero look like he could actually. I said Pacquiao. I said Pacquiao looks good. I said Pacquiao looks good. Like nice. Like his body looks in good shape for a forty year old. Um, this is this is not gonna look good. Um, I believe he's gonna come in. With, I think he's gonna come in for the kill from the beginning. That's my prediction. Um, he's not gonna let off on Brona because Brona is shown when he is um, you know, pressed, he he likes to back up, gets back into a corner. That shoulder doesn't work. That fake Mayweather move he likes doing, he gets hit. That glass jaw breaks. Night night. You know what I'm saying? Get paid. We'll see you later, bro. I'm gonna tell you right now, man. And uh, maybe I look very stupid after the fight, and if it goes another way, but I'm looking at this like when Pacquiao fought Brandon Rios. Mm. Easy money. Or oh, Canelo for Jose Lito Lopez. Yeah, I mean, come on, bro. Like, Easy money. Let, let's, let, let's be honest with ourselves. Yes, Brona talks a lot of shit. He's got a million whatever Instagram followers. He fucks girls on Twitter. Uh, he runs his mouth. But look at his pedigree, man. His Let pedigree, me ask you something. He don't have anybody near the caliber fighters at Pacquiao. You know what? I'm going to tell you one thing I do like. I've always liked his um, trainer from this camp. Stafford or whatever yeah, he's, he's, a good, guy. he's a good guy I've yeah, always absolutely. liked the guy I thought he gets but he great can't, he no. can't put the gloves on he a fight for him he can't because he don't listen I think okay now that you know of course I got Pacquiao winning this would you what would, would, would it take for Brona to win because let's be real on no bias the kid is naturally gifted Listen, he's got. He's naturally right. gifted he, but, he just can't put it because but he doesn't he's, have the, the he's not fighting man. a journeyman no, you he's know, not. That, he's that, not. that hard work beats talent when when talent don't work hard. Doesn't even matter because not only is Pacquiao a harder worker, he's even more gifted and he's more athletic than him, even in his old age. That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm asking, though. I know it doesn't, but I worry what about would old it, age, though, no? That's the only thing that, that Broner has, it, it, his youth. His so youth. what would it take? I don't know, Brona to win. I, I don't see. I, I hate to give a biased opinion, man, but I don't see Brona having any way of winning this fight. Now we know Pacquiao's been knocked down, and yeah, so, Brona so is so, so so the, the greatest Hall of Fame fighter. Just, just what I'm saying, Brona does. I'm just trying to, you know, yeah. throw out that maybe that one percent chance because you know what, everybody does have a fight. Brona is a tough guy, though. No, nah, I would. This is he uh, can take a good beating. Here's what. Here's my thing. He does have some power. Because he's knocked some opponents out. He has power, uh, but I think Pacquiao when he lets him let his go, uh, he does. Here's my thing: What if Pacquiao gets caught one good time, like he did with Marquez? Remember, Marquez was whooping his ass, and it was that one boop. Marquez, of course, Marquez had four fights. Had four fights to plan that jump. Because what he caught Pacquiao, he said he had four fights. He said he was planning that for four fights. You stupid. Yeah, he he studied that for, that that move for fights. He's stupid. He's uh, he's been doing this. I finally got him. <laughs> I mean, look at it. Look when you look at that knockout. <laughs> oh yeah, he ran right there. He turned perfect. perfect. Yeah, that's because why he got. Pacquiao likes to lunge. Pacquiao's like like a jackrabbit. Yeah, he'll, he'll bounce back and forth on his toes, and then he'll just lunge right at you. And no, no, it was. I, I watched that knockout. And he caught him right on the lunge, man. And it was that's why he was out cold because it was yeah, perfect. Caught, it was, was perfect beautiful. combination of the train hitting the wall. It's it was what they call the perfect punch, man. It couldn't have been any more perfect. It, it couldn't have. Um, so he would have to land maybe four of those, not back. 
don't Listen, see it, man. I don't I mean, see God it, bless, you know bro. What? If he pulls off the win, I, we'll I, definitely don't, go, I don't make we'll no money regardless. We'll I definitely go watch. I see Broner in 12 with that nice beard. You stupid. You stupid. I bet you Broner's outfit going to be nicer than Pacquiao's. You know what kills me, man? He <laughs> why I say to it will get his out of shape thing. Like he he he's got that. He keeps eating himself out of weight classes, man. He's got that. He's got that. <laughs> he's got that flat gut where no, but that's it's what not out me about yet, but it's there. You can tell this man like when he wears the tight t shirt, it's like he's too much pregnant, but it's not a gut. He just got one of those flat guts, and this is like it's like that 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 meme with the dude with the backwoods. Uh, uh, yeah, because uh, he's drinking that handy all the time, man. That's my only thing. He's not focused, but I'm gonna watch this fight. Yeah, I don't I think he has the discipline to be the guy like that. His his head is on the, like a baby's rattle, man. Listen, he got that fight because of his mouth. God bless him, man. Oh, he's gonna get paid though. Yeah, he will. That one thing, Broner. Broner's good. Broner. Broner is a salesman. You know who Broner is. Broner is is uh the mayorga of the hood. He talks a lot of shit. He's a tough dude. The only difference between Mayorga and Broner is Broner has talent. Mayorga was just tough, but they're the same character. Yeah, that's a good. You know when when Jim Kelly in in, in, in uh in the Bruce Lee movie goes, man, man you, you come, come straight, straight out of a comic, comic book. book. That's my part, bro. There you go. That's my part, man. What <laughs> Yeah, just to hear that movie, oh man, then the whistling noise when he's doing the nunchucks. That Jerry had me crying, but great That's movie. R.I.P. Bruce Lee, man. And um, but we still got Bruce Leroy. The hood keeps going. That's the right. The hood Show keeps up. going. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Recently just put on Netflix for all those they know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Up. Show the power of the glow. Um so is you did you see the pictures um surfacing of Mikey Garcia? Yeah, he looks like he ate like eight enchiladas before that. Picture. Errol Spence <laughs> called him on Kangaroo Jack on steroids. Come on, bro. He got that dad vibe. <laughs> it doesn't look too. You know what though? You, you don't look bad, but no, you know what it is? He's putting on mass and not definition. He looks like he's putting on. He's putting on mass and not. He definition. just doesn't look natural. That's another. Uh, this is this 2019 is starting off with the sideshows, man. That's another side show. You got a guy who campaigns at two, three weight classes under Spence, and Spence is already way too big for 147, way too big. Spence is a, at least a, a junior middleweight, so it's just a it's just a mismatch. It's the whole uh, you know, uh, um, you know, who, Hopkins versus Trinidad, the whole Jones versus Trinidad. You know what? Big well, like guys this. with big names fighting each other. Fighting a small guy with a big name. Well, and, then both a big of them, and both of them want to check. You know what I like to see? Right. Since you're talking about guys who are um, naturally uh, a little heavier, should be in different weight classes. I would actually like to see him and Jared Hurd fight because those are two guys who shouldn't be in their weight classes. Because Jared Hurd's just... another one. Jared Hurd, I don't understand how Jared Hurd fights in 154. That dude is... A super middleweight, in my opinion. I kind of am kind of you know. getting disgusted by that fight because the last fight I watched, I, I'm so sorry, I keep forgetting the guy's name. That guy was clocking him, but it oh, was not Harrison. Tony Harrison. No, it wasn't Tony Harrison. Oh, he's not Tony. It was a um, uh, Spanish guy. This was recent. Um, oh, you took my Hurts fight. Yeah. 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 Um, the kid was rocking him, but it wasn't hurt because he blew up so much after the weigh-in. He's strong, man. He's he, strong. And, and, I, and here's the thing. 
if Hurd fights somebody his size, I think and with some with some talent, he's getting knocked out because he doesn't. Nah, move. I don't think so, he doesn't man. move. He doesn't move. No, nah, he doesn't Hurd, move. Hurd got a hell of an inside game. Hurd inside. Hurd, Hurd, Hurd is a tall man with, with 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 short man distance. Let me tell you something. Sean Porter should watch some Jared Hurd tape so he can learn how to fight on the inside. It's a damn shame that a guy with a fucking eighty inch reach knows how to handle himself in close quarters versus a small guy like Porter who all he can do is rush like a fucking uh, a linesman. Well, at least we do. At least we agree about Porter. You know, because um, it's it's actually Porter who I blame that oh, Mikey Garcia has to even fight Spence because um, Sean Porter's running like a little girl. So you he'd know, rather fight um, Ugas. So what do you even think about that? They're both I, fighting in March. So I, think, you... I think he's... I think... I think he's going for the safe check. That's what he's going he is, for. and I'm very disgusted because people don't yeah. believe Sean Porter's running. I'm like, how how is he not running? And when him and Mike Garcia and them are fighting both in March, but instead of him fighting Spence, Garcia's got to step up to do it. Yeah, but that's even sad. Mikey Garcia sad. shouldn't be in the argument with Porter, Spence, Thurman, uh, Crawford. Mikey Garcia is supposed to be fighting Lomachenko. He should, but they're in the same exact weight class. They're lightweights. You know, did you see his last fight? But the problem is, did you speak about this? Yeah, did you see? Did you see his last fight? What did you think about? Yeah, he got caught. Yeah, thank you. He showed vulnerability. Oh man, did he? And I said, listen, which would make you think, you know what? I can take this out. Yeah, but with that smart camp and Marky Garcia, definitely. But but what this goes to prove, and this is what boxing is, money. Mikey Garcia, yeah, he can fight Lomachenko, but this shit won't even be on. on it, it, you'll be lucky if you see it on PBC on a Thursday night. Yeah, you know, that's he's going to fight Errol the... Spence. Damn, what, is it on pay-per-view or it's on, on Showtime? It's on one of the bigger platforms. And especially since um, Vasily Lomachenko didn't knock this dude out. And oh, yeah, like he could Vasily Lomachenko was like Triple G. He's like uh, Kovalev. Yeah, yeah. Russian great amateurs, but can't draw an audience if they pay for the audience. Yeah, and, that, and that's the bet because they have no charisma. But see, listen, when you you, you got to be able to talk some type of shit, or at least if you go, you just want to knock people out. Do something. Um, do the nice fashion. versus all those other guys. Um, he used that. Um, and I, I, what I'm gonna say is a legend. I'm just talking shit. Um, he used whatever mob Russian mob connection he got to uh, start fighting for the world championship on his second fight. You know, I th- I thought that was bullshit. But you want to know it what? Worked. It he's worked. been fighting nothing but champions from his second fight, and he's winning. Did you see? So, um, did you get the Canelo Rocky Fielder fight by any chance? Yeah, he beat the brakes off of the dude. Which we knew Canelo. was what happened. Um, he pretty... fought a super middleweight. Look, you gotta gotta give Canelo. We we had this discussion. Before. Yeah, no, no. I you know what? I'm not. You know, I thought about it. You're right because we had discussion. All the I'm not even mad guys, that he fought that uh, fight. I'm not all, mad all at the that. All the 160 guys in his division have fought. Or are fighting somebody and he has no dance partner. Kudos to him to move up weight division and beat the brakes off of their champion. You know why I'm not mad? I'm gonna tell you this right now, because he just had a fight in September. He fought again in December. Right, right. So I'm not mad at whoever he fought because Sean Porter fought around that time. And listen, he's there. He still hasn't fought yet. Exactly. And he's fighting in March. He's fighting somebody. Ugas. And be real, I hope it's a it's a um a, a Jamel Charlo um cherry picking go wrong. Uh, you know, I, I hope Ugas knocks this, knocks the brakes off him because you know what? I'm being honest with you, man. I'm kind of tired of seeing these no real talented, skilled boxers come in, win, duck. Like, be honest with you, Sean Porter shouldn't even have a belt. 
So the fact that you have one, I want to see you fighting every crazy opponent you can to prove that you know what that you need that he belt. Won that title, he was he was hawking champions, interrupting their TV time when they everything. Were I was playing. watching that, and now you know, he's nowhere to be found. Right, right. Nowhere right. He's, to he's be found. He's on Instagram found. giving movie reviews and shit. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Let's get trying to build. Talk. You know, to... as far as far as with Canelo though, Canelo right now is being the company man. What I'm no, saying he's doing, that he's doing a great job too. He's actually. doing a great job for the zone. He took that Rocky Fielding fight hey, right off the other off win. Um, all he's all Canelo is doing right now is setting up the fight everybody wants to see, and he's trying to bring it home to his new to his new his new. Yeah, it's gonna be what's gonna be him and Danny Jacobs. Right, he's trying to get Danny Jacobs, which Danny Jacobs has been fucking with Eddie Hearn before Canelo. So Danny Jacobs is definitely gonna end up signing with with the zone, my opinion. Um, and that's going to be the next big thing. And that's going to be a big thing for the zone because that's mistaken. a pay-per-view fight. It is. Uh, I'm not mistaken also, Boo Boo Andre, I think he's fighting this 18th of this month, Boo-Boo too. Andre's I forgot who. guy who's, 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 who's going to end up on the zone. Yeah, he is. Uh, and, uh, rightfully so. Um, watch out, man. I'm telling you, um, that the next fight is going to be, um, after he wins this one, is going to be him versus Jamal Charlo. Now, those yeah, two been calling each other out. Charles ain't looking too sharp. Uh, I guarantee if him and Boo Boo fight, I got Boo Boo beating his ass unanimously. I got him, I got him, I got him. Oh, the way, listen, he's just as strong as Carball, but he's faster. And the way he moves, those guys are going to have problems. They are, I, I saw their biggest thing is people that move because I, I if you watch a lot of these, if you watch a lot of the fights before, they fought a lot of people who didn't move or they fought people who like to get into slug matches with them. But they what? fought someone like Tony Harrison. His whole problem was he kept moving. He kept moving. He did not let Jamel settle at all. He, he was the ring general that night. And that's what you thought. And Caldwell was doing the same thing till he ran out of stamina. He was waiting for the right time to just, bound counterpunch, bound counterpunch. Until he ran out of stamina, and these guys figured that, and if these two journeyman type guys can figure them out, that that was really bad. If you think about it from an overall perspective, I'm not giving these guys no mercy. And the reason I say it is because lions only all this blah blah blah. You talk all this, you lie your bed, you making it. You make your bed, you lying it. I, I don't want to hear all this. You you got to do your thing, and you got. You basically almost lost two 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 journeymen who two people who Tony Harrison got knocked, got knocked out badly. Out by Jared by Hurd. <laughs> badly, I watched that. I saw him hit him. He looked. But it goes and to show you, man, that just because you get knocked out doesn't mean you can't box. No, no, but and also remember, you know, styles make the fight. Right, absolutely, exactly. So, um. Tony Harrison. Well, first of all, he was way too small to be fighting her once again. I'm not. Let's. We're not even going back there. Her looked he, like he could he, fight Davy Miller. He fought him. <laughs> with, with, he fought. He fought his fight. He came yeah. in there with a game plan. He executed. And guess what? He won. <laughs> Yo, he was talking so much shit after the fight. Tony had. Tony Harrison had me crying. He said, "You see this face." Man, I can go to the club pick up some hoes after this, man. Look at this face. Yeah, this I don't know about that, that with that fucking... When he tried to put them broken-ass sunglasses with one eye, <laughs> he's kind of looking foolish with his with his Tiger Stripe underoos on. That show he had <laughs> me dying, <laughs> son. He's, a, he's stupid, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, listen... You look like one of the cheerleaders for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> also, um, you hear this, man, Wilder might fight Bre- Breezedale. 
or whatever the guy named it. Almost Dominic Brazil. 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 Yeah. Um, Dominic Brazil is, uh, is a fat cruiserweight. He ain't yeah. those wild punches too. I'm like, he's but, gonna get. But he's a fat cruiserweight. He's not even like a heavyweight. We know. Like he's fighting a heavyweight. Don't get me wrong. When you look at him, he's a fat cruiserweight. He's a fat light heavyweight. He's only getting knocked out by down. Yeah, you know, one of what he's he's trying to make some bank in, in the United States. You, know, you can't fault these guys too. They got nah, they got, but you know what? I want to see rematch. I want to see. I want to see. You know what? It can get paid for if you fight that rematch with Fury. And now, what's going on with that? I don't know, man. Because um, it seems like uh, I don't think what I kind of believe what Ward said, man. Wilder doesn't want that smoke, man. I don't think Wilder wants it. And you got to think about it. And I, I told people and you got to understand. Wilder definitely doesn't want to go to the to the UK, which is gonna be a must. Yeah, and and that's the thing. So hey, listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, his legacy will will have a little bit of a hmm, on it. If he does not have this rematch, because it was telling me that you know what, you're not old, you're still young, and if you don't want this rematch, show me that you are ducking and you didn't want that smoke. Listen, there's no rematch. He's confirming that he lost that fight. Yeah, if he don't take the rematch or fight Anthony Joshua, you're done. He's confirming that deep, deep down inside. You know when you watch the Rocky movies, (laughs) did I win? You, you can't know. win. You <laughs> did, win, man. <laughs> you did, and um, that's that's gonna be a big thing. Um, I I heard Big Baby Miller's supposed to fight somebody big next. I don't know. How, I mean, but he is winning, so he has to get a shot to somebody. Yeah, you know. Dilly, like Sam, did you watch Sam the Dillian? Got a shot at the title too. You know, it's what it is. Did, did you watch the Dillian uh, Chisora too? Nah, not interested. Uh, I kind I kind of like Dillian White a little bit. Yeah, yeah. how was it? Chisora uh, actually lost a lot of weight. Came in really good. Came in like muscular, not fat. I was very shocked. Um, he was doing good. He let his guard down, and Dillian caught him. What an amazing! I saw, I saw the clip. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of those where you swing, but you you like bring it. Yeah, your, your you hand swing, back. Sway you, you swung. You you you, <laughs> you swing, but you you cock your hand back real quick. But you know you hit him with power, and it was just yeah. one of those. He popped him. Boop. And I was just him. like, oh damn. He popped off. Oh, and it happened at the end, which was crazy. Shasor was doing. I mean, he was gonna lose. I thought because of the counter punches he was getting hit with, but he fought very well. But knocked down. Um, you know, Anthony Joshua came in the ring. He asked, uh, you know, oh, does he deserve a rematch? And the people actually started wooing because they want to see that Fury or Wilder. They don't want to see you beat Dillian Who White already. fucking wants to see Anthony Joshua beat those dudes up again? Yeah, you know, nobody. And you know, I, Anthony Joshua's a, that was a stupid fucking move. Yeah, and it's sort of like. He's dude, the champ. The champ doesn't go in to, to, to a contender's win. And which kind of hey, has. He deserves a shot. Which no, has me kind of. He sits of, in the fucking crowd. And he lets that contender shout him out from the crowd, and he laughs at him. That's what a champion does. It kind of has me bothered saying, like, dude, I hope you're not ducking like everybody says. Like, you better give Fury or Wilder a shot. I so. think, like I said it, man, I've, and I've been on record saying it. I think that Anthony Joshua really doesn't want to fight Fury, but I don't think Anthony Joshua's ducking Wilder. Like I said, Anthony Joshua is the fucking champ. Wilder needs to step the fuck up. Get on a plane and go to the UK. That's what I'm saying. He's the only way he can fix his career. Because I don't care who he knocks out afterwards or whatever. If you don't At fight Fury point, or Joshua, you're done. 
You At this are point, done. you're not fighting Fury Joshua. You don't don't even don't even waste my time. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to see you fight. No, you said Dominic Brazil. That, that's not what I, I said. I've watched a few of his fights. I said this guy. This guy gut moves more than the ocean. That's Coney Island, fucking... dog. The beach, man. That's go crazy. do an exhibition and fight Triple H or somebody. Yeah, yeah go fight. Get the fuck out of here. Tenshin Kasawawa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. Go fight Tenshin Kasawawa. <laughs> go fight, <laughs> fight Ryu. Go fight Ryu from Street Fighter. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, man. We want to see you fight one of the two champions. I don't, don't want to see this, man. This is crazy, man. But um, that's the way sports go, man. But yeah, that's the way we go, and that's how the ball roll, man. You know, it was an awesome episode as usual. If y'all don't know, now you know. Check out Grown Men Talk. They already in season two, full effect. Season two, episode eleven, drop it tonight. Then that's right. You hear that? So let the people know. What's your name again? Mr. Figueroa. And I'm Dean Morales. And you know who I am. Two and two. Chuck Willery, Chuck Host, the Chuck Brown, and downtown. We out all around. Then lie between sports and hate, and you've been great. And it's too late, so I'm out. One. Can afford to pass it by, guaranteed to make you proud. See the man who's been crying for a million years. So Sorry.